listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Listen to the rhyme. It's a black date fact. Percentile rate of date rape is fact. This is all true to the reason of the skeezing. You got the right picking, but you win the wrong season. If you're in the wrong season, that means you got a break. Especially if a squad tries to cry out rape. You'll be all vexed because you got it going on. You don't want to fight because you know that you're wrong. So instead, you rest your head on the arm of the couch. Envision in your head of a great sex bout worthy opponent all you want to do is bone it you ask can you kick it she says you can't stick it this is the case the situation is sticky should you try a kiss or a head for a hickey not even you can ask steven if the ride ain't right you're leaving hey welcome to the black guy tips podcast your host rod and karen yeah tell you what man can't say nothing bad about that that's been a long time since they came out with that song and they was like do not be out here raping these women <laughs> right like we always look at like the older rap like it gets a pass because like oh it's old but that song came out when i was a fucking kid and trial call quest was like yeah don't, do do not be date raping people like it wasn't even some old don't jump out the bushes it was like this is date rape don't do it shout out to q-tip uh hey welcome to the blackout tips podcast i'm your host rod and i'm joined as always by my co-host Karen. and we are in the house on a monday that's right a monday and we're ready to do some podcasting guys okay this. uh you can find us on the blackouttips.com or you can go on itunes and stitcher just search the black guy who tips our show will come up leave us five star reviews we appreciate everybody takes the time out to do that the official weapon of the show is the taser and an unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today um we are sponsored mm-hmm. that's right we are sponsored by tweaked audio mm-hmm. tweaked audio is the maker of some fine very well crafted audio earbuds mm-hmm. they got all kinds of different styles at this point the pb the california the parkour the parkour 2 the classic natural the hellers uh and the he gones okay all of them got different features they all come in different colors mm-hmm. uh some have mics so you can get the non-mic version all that great stuff headphones are always breaking yes they are you know that is one of the things that people go through all the time you hear people man i wanted to listen to my podcast today but man my, my headphones wouldn't work or they shorted okay. i just got these headphones now i gotta take them back mm-hmm. well tweaked audio has a really good lifetime warranty where you can just send some headphones back just to get another pair um they also have uh a third off for our listeners and free shipping all you have to do is put in discount code tbgwt so just put that in at tweakedaudio.com where you check out tbgwt and you can get a third off free shipping and he comes with that lifetime warranty all right let's talk about things all kinds of news happen feel like yesterday we only got to talk about beyonce and then play games <laughs> that's how many people was going at beyonce though right and i still feel like everybody had a great time mm-hmm. um so surprise surprise uh old uh milton papadopoulos then got himself in some hot water Mm-mm-mm. uh y'all might remember uh bill maher just recently gave uh milo papadopoulos a chance to uh to speak on his show as Mm -hmm. a panelist and help 
legitimize him as a thing you know right and and the thing is i've just kind of heard him in passing if that mm-hmm. makes sense like i've heard people talk about him and shit like that I was like oh okay it's essentially a troll we've talked about That's him before on the show before like, right. but um trolling for white people is very lucrative for the most part yes it is you make a lot of money off of off of pissing brown people yeah i was oh. just talking to somebody about this the other day and i you know i didn't feel like getting into the semantics of it but you know it's just so much more profitable for white people to troll like this mm-hmm. even when stacy dash was trolling black people she don't got a job right now right like i'm not saying that you can't do something you can't get a book that, it's just your staying power is not as long as theirs and your line of what you can do before they get rid of you is so much lower um but anyway uh milo yannanopoulos uh apparently some audio quote-unquote leaked of him uh defending pedophilia um so he um that was the thing that made people say i can't fuck with this dude no more i wonder why because our president got charged with that and they kind of dismissed that and you got a family mad because he got elected they don't get to see and may never get to see their fucking day in court that's the thing that made the the right-wing people stop doing it i think if we're keeping it 100 i think it's because he was defending gay quote-unquote pedophilia not that being gay and being a pedophile is the same thing but i think mm-hmm. his critics the people that got offended the most think like that i think they were not offended at the idea of a 13 year old girl being preyed upon by an old ass man and donald trump but i think they absolutely are offended at any type of queer sexuality um and specifically the quote-unquote threat to our kids that's why the transphobic bathroom laws are passing um it's all behind this like fear of oh my god the gay people are gonna get our children you know regardless of how unrealistic that is and how that has nothing to do with being gay no but i think he hit the third rail because before this it was what about free speech that he had a right to say it you liberals and your snowflakes and y'all want him off of your campuses and y'all you know y'all are too uptight y'all it's free speech he can say what he wants now all of a sudden he's losing everything he lost his book deal he was supposed to speak at uh, the conservative political action conference cpac they pulled that they said that he will not be the keynote speaker anymore mm-hmm. um all this happened in just like a day like since this morning you know like people was talking about stranded debate and they say you know this dude was losing his whole life they just got uh maylock snuffleup gets all the fuck up out of here and i don't think it's quote-unquote coincidence i think some people are like fuck you nigga and somebody digged and digged and digged till they found something he made a lot of enemies mm-hmm. and he made the wrong enemy and they was like we'll stop this foolishness yeah and you know what good i don't have any sympathy for him i do find it odd that this is the line right i mean they didn't have a problem with black people jewish people gay people trans people but they never have a problem with them people yeah you know oh he out of the trans freedom of speech you know to the point where bill maher is inviting him on this show and they're they're kikiing like it's all good like hey what up girl you know like they just completely are and then and i think one of the things telling about that whole discussion between them is the fact that somebody like bill maher would invite a person like him on because they really in the same industry 
yes they are you know entertainment they're white males their biggest burden in their life is people sometimes people don't like the things that come out of my mouth and i never want to hear it and anytime somebody says they don't fuck with me i just say well what about freedom of speech as opposed you know regardless that the fact is that freedom of speech is putting motherfuckers in jail and shit not you can just say and do anything and everybody has to give you their money that's ridiculous but that's what they honestly for a lot of these people what they see freedom of speech as is i said something and y'all got offended by freedom of speech y'all can't even express any type of discontent y'all can't want me to not get paid y'all can't want me to not be able to say this shit uh and and get paid for it y'all have to sit back and just take it like that's 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 their idea of what freedom of speech is but it's never in reverse though right but yeah he lost his book deal simon and schuster who were gonna give him a book uh gave him probably you know who knows he get probably gets keep the money but who gave him a platform to do his book now they decided that it's oh we need to make sure this dude doesn't doesn't get a um doesn't get his book out mm. yeah that's a humongous simon schuster's huge right you know we realize that mr snuffleupagus has responded on facebook but it's insufficient america's conservative union chairman matt said in a statement it is up to him to answer the tough questions and we urge him to immediately further address these disturbing comments why he don't have to address them any other time why would he now right and he's still gonna have his supporters and all of a sudden the quote-unquote hate is gonna be the problem he gonna go off somewhere and make his money might not be as much money but he's still gonna make his money trolling people doing some other shit somewhere else yeah in a facebook post in response to the controversy millhouse uh esophagus said uh that the video was deceptively edited and that he was horrified by the allegations that he was an advocate for pedophilia let me tell you something though let's say it was edited let's say he that 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 he really wasn't trying to defend it let's say he wasn't people associate your brand with this type of outrageous offensive shit no one believes you no you know what i'm saying like if someone put out uh chopped up our podcast and made it seem like i said some just some wild crazy shit they just edited the fuck out of it and and i was like yeah i didn't say that people would be like yeah i listened to his show i know the like you know we know he didn't say that shit like whatever you're like this is bullshit he you know that that they they, they would never come out and say some bullshit blah 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 right the, nobody even believes he didn't do it everyone's just like uh cut ties cut ties immediately a red alert he's radioactive no speaking engagements no money for your book nothing like no one like you can apologize for it on facebook if you want we don't give a fuck we won't be checking for it so yep Mm, easy come easy go i guess mm-hmm. right because you have shows that you don't give a fuck and they didn't mind uh hang with you as long as you were profitable but the second you weren't profitable they were like well no mm-mm, you have not like even though we're quote unquote rewarding you for your foolishness we understand it's foolishness so the second your foolishness starts affecting us and our money you got to go yeah they let them harass leslie jones off of twitter right nobody got a fuck that was fine that then then white people went we need to get this guy a book deal we need to give this person speaking engagements you know this is one of the reasons you know it's just one of those things where it's like this person was allowed to flourish and grow um and now they want to act like they had nothing to do with it and it was just 
some type of just coincidence the people that work at the company he works at breitbart their their writers are threatening to quit unless he's fired hold on i'm not done now you care you breitbart dog i keep them fuck y'all y'all gotta leave then yeah you breitbart y'all care now like what like like what am i supposed to think like this i quit my job he keeps if he keeps working here it's like but he been saying fucked up shit all this time why is today today yeah imagine funny if i was racist on that company why would i buy him what for what why yeah like they were and keep in mind image up and we'll be back to normal people you know short-term memory speaking of and speaking of cpac is a like a a big deal like it's a legitimizing move like it's like these moves getting a book deal going on real time uh these are all legitimizing moves like things that make him uh a person that is gonna be a household name that validates his point of view is not extreme as something that is reasonable to consider um all that shit you know like i didn't watch the interview with him and bill maher Mm -mm. Um, I kind of want to though, because my belief is there's a lot of agreement. Of course, because at the end of the day, you have two white males talking to each other. Sexuality put to the side. You have two white males who bond over their white maleness. Right. Um, so yeah, and it's a video. So it's not even like he can say, I didn't say that shit. In the video, he says relationship between older men and young boys can be beneficial, and he flippantly discusses his own sexual assault. He denounces claims that he was advocating for pedophilia in a Facebook post. I'm a gay man and a child abuse victim. I would like to restate my utter disgust at adults who sexually abuse minors. I'm horrified by pedophilia, and I have devoted large portions of my career as a journalist to exposing child abusers. I've outed three of them, in fact, three more than most of my critics, and I repeatedly expressed disgust at pedophilia in my feature and opinion writing. My professional record is very clear, but I do understand that these videos, even though some of them are edited deceptively, put a paint a different picture we don't believe you we just do not believe you sir Mm -mm. right so that but but now they but now they care dog a senior editor at breitbart said the fact of the matter is that there's been so many things that have been objectionable about milo over the last couple of years quite frankly this is something far more sinister right so that means to tell you the other shit he did didn't matter if the company isn't willing to act there are at least half a dozen people who are willing to walk out over it that's fine and all they'll get other white racist people to take their location and keep that shit but moving keep in mind this youtube clip that they're talking about it was posted on youtube last january so it's not new wow yeah people know about it just it was fine just it wasn't enough to bring him down then Mm-mm. somehow today it's enough i don't know but yeah it's it's the hypocrisy is amazing um and i like i said i wish i had watched the real time thing to be honest um just because i'm i I feel like that interview probably had bill maher acting like his points were reasonable like that because as much as people you know stand for bill maher we'll get the occasional like why y'all don't like bill maher i don't understand what's wrong with him i mean yeah i mean damn he's not perfect but i mean he has some good points and shit like that and it's like um, 
okay you bypassing him like muslims you bypassing a lot of shit that he spits out in the earth i mean out in the world right um you know and i know larry wilmore had um told like because larry wilmore was on the panel too with bill on bill maher's show and you know i love larry wilmore i would have literally watched that show for larry wilmore just because i like larry wilmore mm-hmm. but um at the same time can't i don't want to give that dude the ratings you know what i mean and like i said he's so problematic and fucked up that it's gonna be terrible but um there was this article that i was reading and i think it had a clip from the after show okay so this isn't the show show this is what they do i guess after the uh right the show is the over audience is there and they're still recording right yeah. um and so they always they do like i don't know a few extra minutes or something like that um i'm trying to see actually it's like 13 minutes long so i'm not gonna play it all because i don't know but uh i'll just read the exchange they had they wrote about it on the daily beast um the former Daily Show correspondent and Nightly Show host, Larry Wilmore, who now serves the executive producer of ABC's Blackish and co-creator of HBO's Insecure, was one of the panelists on Friday night's edition of Real Time. And during the overtime segment that aired exclusively online, he squared off against Yannanopoulos. Um, after being asked by Marr why he singled out a transgender student for ridicule during a recent speech at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, uh, which is something that I think he planned to do at um what college was that? The one where they had the riots. Right, it was like, no, the fuck you, I ain't about to come up here with that bullshit. Right, and Donald Trump talking about taking away their funding and shit because they ain't let this motherfucker speak. Now look at him, basically protecting the pedophile. But you know what, birds with feather stick together. Um, but yeah, he's uh intentionally referred to the former student as a he. Uh, she is a she, saying uh he had already left the university and i make no apologies for protecting women and children from men who are confused about their sexual identity the bright bar editor continued i did it on purpose i misgendered this person i think women and girls should be protected from having men who are confused about their sexual identities from their bathrooms bill maher says that's not unreasonable so yeah not not unreasonable not right they but but this is the dude that people swear is some type of champion some type of advocate the other day i had to block a black woman because she told me bill maher loves black women i was like just because he like putting your penis inside somebody don't mean you love them nigga was anti-black lives matter and told these black women stop interrupting hillary and bernie but he love uh he love black women Nah, just because you let, uh, just because you will pay a black woman to suck your dick, like literally, you will pay, like you, that's you pay escorts to go places and have sex with you on some like I'm so cool, I only pay the black escorts. That shit is not the same as fucking loving somebody. No, it's not. You know, You're doing like exchange of services, not the same. Yeah, like those. It's not like those women t- went out with that nigga for free. That's a business transaction. Yes, it is. It's no difference than fucking uh. It's no different than people than when Trump trots out a fucking employee and goes, I love black people. Yeah, on your payroll. You know what I mean? Anyway, then Wilmer stepped up to the plate. I just think it's sad because the same arguments that were used against gay people treating them like aliens who wanted to fuck anything that moved, and that's why we should avoid them at all costs are being used against the trans community. Uh, Yannanopoulos tried to interrupt but was shot down by Wilmer. 
well let me finish my thought please no it's terrible there's a difference without a distinction because it's using the type of arguments it's like when people try to compare gay and black yeah they're not the same thing we shared invisibility people didn't see us as a society and gay people hid out from society but there was a lot of the same issues that you have to deal with when you're marginalized you can always find an extreme person that becomes the object of your attack to assign that to everybody he continued so if you say well that person is weird or they want to commit sexual assault then people think all transgender people want to do is commit sexual assault uh then yadonopolis shot back well they are disproportionately involved in those kinds of crimes that's not a controversial statistic and frankly you're suggesting these people are victims of some kind of discrimination well i'm saying to you this is a psychiatric disorder like identity disorder or sociopathy here uh uh, yeah transgender people are disproportionately involved in sex crimes as victims as victims as victims i believe that right no we know that it's not this a fact it's not even a i believe it or they say we know for a fact they're vic they're victimized more and they don't report right that's just the ones we know that report it but right. that's why he picked his words of they're involved in these things more than other people as victims partially because people know society won't protect those people so it's like oh yeah i'm gonna if i'm going to sexually assault somebody let me do it to a person that doesn't have any rights and recourse you know that the cops won't take seriously you know i mean we already know cops don't take women being assaulted seriously they don't take anybody being assaulted seriously children women kids whatever you know whatever the fuck men even they don't take anyone being assaulted seriously nope. but they definitely don't take transgender sexual assault seriously you know how many how many articles have we read where someone's like i was assaulted i'm a transgender woman i was assaulted and the police came and said are you a prostitute first thing out their mouth you know are you sure you just weren't it's just not a a, a sex a sex exchange going wrong <laughs> maybe that's what it was um anyway um one in two transgender individuals are sexually abused or assaulted at some point in their lives some reports estimate that transgender survivors may experience race and sexual assault up to 66 percent often coupled with physical assaults or abuse this indicates that the majority of transgender individuals are living with the aftermath of trauma and the fear of possible repeat victimization so wilmore seemingly aware of yannanopoulos faulty logic responded this is what i said it's the same argument we use against gay people you should do your homework homosexuality was called a disorder it was called a psychological disorder uh milo responded maybe it is i feel really disordered trying to get a laugh or troll uh and wilmore says maybe you are but most homosexuals are not uh and um uh, stuff for said yo i think most you no, know, i think most gays have a long road actually to come into terms of disability uh wilmore said yeah because of the way society treats them if society were fine with gay people it's the 18 and it's 1890s do you think in 1990 people are going to have an issue with it after being confronted by another panelist former u.s navy officer and cryptology expert malcolm nance um sarcophagus said he turned to mar and quipped you always invite such awful people on your show they're so stupid that really set wilmore off first of all hold on first of all hold on bill you can go fuck yourself he said to uh snuffleupagus if your argument is that these people are stupid you didn't hear a word this man nance said earlier in the segment because he can talk circles around your pathetic douchey little ass from england all right when uh wilmore addressed the comments uh um 
esophagus when bill Cormier addressed the comments uh esophagus made earlier in the night against saturday night live and ghostbusters star leslie jones whom he called barely literate Mom. he says and one last thing leslie jones not barely literate go fuck yourself again for that one okay said wilmore matter of factly she is very thoughtful a very thoughtful person and very friendly so yeah man wilmore used to have his own show he's just a panelist on this now um and meanwhile you have white people trying to establish this guy as a rising star um and who's fucking defending pedophilia and just saying any fucking thing that will draw ire from people and they're giving him a platform essentially who knows what was next a tv show who knows what was next what i do know is in my opinion white people wouldn't watch that black ass nightly show which was which would not have had a troll like milo on but would if they did would not have allowed his point of view to go un uh unchecked, unchecked. well you see that exchange marsh sits there silent because to him him and uh fucking millhouse are goddamn the same like they're 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 still they're in cahoots they are white men who get paid to go around and spout quote-unquote edgy shit on these college campuses while also shitting on these college campuses and they you know what i mean like they like they are just in their wheelhouse and they think that that's what life is for everybody else meanwhile these issues that they discuss affect people and they're very fucking serious issues that people are affecting people's lives right but to them they're just thought exercises they're just fucking like essay contests and who can say the funniest quip is you know it's why i can't respect any of them oh no but but white mediocrity will always find a platform to always find a way because white folks will make that shit happen right that's why i want the confidence of a mediocre ass white man because he got all types of confidence a mediocre white man will go i'm not qualified for that job fuck it i'm apply for it anyway i might not have enough money for that long fucking i'm apply anyway i don't deserve it but it don't even matter or they feel i do deserve it why because i'm fucking white beyond the confidence though the results True. they are often the reason that they have the confidence because they are often justified by having the results right people bill mars had a show forever he's not very good at anything no, he's not. but you know what i mean like they have a format that you bring on certain people you bring up the topic and then he basically just looks his people in the panel every week whenever he's wrong about something and glares them in the eye like i dare you to say i'm wrong and there's no thoughtful debate or discourse taken there's never a mind change there's no you know like he's never changed positions over the years he still feels the same way about everything he thought fucking 20 years ago Mm -hmm. but his mediocrity will continue to be rewarded meanwhile you know you can have black excellence but white folks do not want to see that shit no, they don't. uh when it comes to certain issues i'm not saying they don't ever want to see it because lord knows they watch all our tv shows and they're entertained by all that shit but i'm talking about when it comes to stuff like news and opinion and race they don't want to hear that shit because that's black shit all of a sudden yeah all of a sudden uh, you know it's too black for them um anyway uh other news matter of fact this kind of ties in perfectly uh the creator of the phrase on fleek mm-hmm. which uh came up in 2014 mm-hmm. um you know uh snapchat r.i.p yeah snapchat vine on. vine r.i.p princess monroe um she uh launched a gofundme uh because now she wants to kind of capitalize off of this cultural phenomenon now it's been three years it probably is too late in a lot of people's minds um 
but her phrase went viral on vine um, a lot of people profited out of it and this mm-hmm. money she never received i'm sure people put it on t-shirts and using in commercials yeah and i mean it's funny though because um people will say some like well just she should have copyrighted that or whatever first of all people don't even know the difference between like trademark copyright any of that shit two um it costs a lot of money it's not always that uh i think she was under the age of 18 at the time so then it's like start a business it's like it just isn't that simple for people Mm-mm. um to do here i think this is the clear clip of it uh let's go play a second um but yeah you know she said that shit, and like a lot of black shit you know it, it was powerful because it was just like simple effective cool and everybody just wanted to say it whether ironically or mm-hmm. you know uh on purpose or whatever just people had to be like now's my turn you know and yeah it's on t-shirts and fucking bitmojis using it and you know like everybody's on fleek on fleek that's on fleek to the point where it's not even cool anymore you know like people are off of it now in 2017 but um she oh here we in this bitch finna get crunk abraz on On fleek fleek. the fuck my favorite part is still that the fuck but um (laughs) so she's a college student studying nursing and she has launched a gofundme asking for money for a cosmetics line some of you may know me as peaches monroe but my name is kayla uh she wrote the um what was i think she wrote the song gofundme i came up with the phrase slash word eyebrows on freak fleek eyebrows on fleek everyone has used the phrase slash word but i haven't received any money behind it or recognition which by the way because some people are like on some like that's your fault blah, blah. here's the thing here's what's interesting if she were white they would have found her of course they would have interviewed her she would have had some like the the daily show and fucking uh colbert report or the uh, fucking um what's his name um daniel tosh like they would have found her because it to them it would have been like oh we got the fleet girl even if it's just for a 10 minute joke or a five minute puff people like whatever just even if you had a call in via skype they would go find that person because it's like when they, i remember when that that shit with the damn daniels there he go with the white van that damn daniel that kept doing it with the white vans like i remember when that shit happened man that mo daniel was on every fucking thing like you turn everywhere. on good morning america and daniel and them fucking white vans you know ah! vans is giving this nigga free shoes and shit like that mm-hmm. so so you know there is a double standard here you know uh at any rate she says uh but for the most part for the most i just want to start a cosmetic line and hairline but i don't have any money to do so maybe this can help me with my wishes and dreams she has a goal of a hundred thousand dollars um on her GoFundMe. Um I, it'll be interesting to see how much she gets and how e- if she even gets close to something like that. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, it's been a couple years now. Um I don't think people feel the attachment to her on any other level because it's just like for them it's just oh yeah, she's the girl that said that thing one time. Right. And now it's three years later. So I doubt she'll get it. I, uh she's at four thousand five hundred $63 right now. Um, it's only been up for one day though. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just interesting because when you look at somebody, like I said, like say Milo, 
look how they legitimized him they went out of their way to make sure he was getting on every, all the platforms all the exposure just being mediocre like he's not even no one thinks he's very smart mm-hmm. no one thinks he's very talented no one thinks he's even saying shit that no one else can think of everyone right. just thinks he's saying shit that everybody else has a good common sense to not say because it's either not true or so fucking crass but he was rewarded with that from yeah. the right and the left like right. this is not just a this is more just whiteness rewarding him it's not whiteness. you know this wasn't a uh all oh, these republicans man they really propped him up like nah he was doing this before there was even uh ideology behind it about being republican or not like he was just doing this when it was just like the alt-right and shit like that like yeah you know and the same thing they did with richard spencer like you know you had fucking websites that catered to to, to liberal or republican people just trying to legitimize them hey look meet the sharp looking man behind the alt-right you like like they introduce you meet the new kkk you know what i mean like not your daddy's kkk (laughs) (laughs) like they gonna have commercials for it or something it's like like, dad why are you wearing your hood you need to get with the (laughs) alt-right why because it's all right right you kids oh dad (laughs) right (laughs) um but yeah it'll be interesting to see if they're able to do anything with it because she's able to do anything because one of the things that helps is uh people that make continuous content since she hasn't really done or made anything else since that people have caught on with i don't think you're gonna get people that feel that type of attachment i don't think she'll get the money but i find it interesting because i like i said chewbacca mom like got paid fucking everywhere right like it's just you got i think she had a super bowl commercial like it's just like it's just like yeah just that that wild shit like that um let's see what else happened uh future shout out to the future hive uh he oh. gives up royalties for his next two albums uh to settle lawsuits he settled lawsuits against him by Rocco uh, Management and Finder's Fees, as well as a suit from Ciara uh, for a false light claim, which was an amended claim from the defamation suit she initially filed against him. Mm-hmm. Future and Epic reportedly agreed to give all royalties from his next two albums to Rocco. In addition to the albums, Future will also give Rocco 50% of all touring revenues for the next two years. In order for L.A. Reid and Epic to recoup the advance that they will for, that they will forfeit while Future pays Rocco back, Future signed a 360, 360 agreement with L.A. to pay Epic back. Future will give a percentage of any deals made outside of music to Epic until his back advancements are paid for the next five years, whichever comes first. Uh, L.A. and Epic will also be collecting on the front end on all Future music ventures. For Ciara, Future has agreed to release a general apology and not make any negative comments regarding her on social media or interviews. Thank God. Leave that woman alone. He also will not discuss custody arrangement in interviews. If he violates any of these conditions, it will result in the fines of up to $5 million. Right. 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 Because the thing is, niggas get in their fucking feelings. You make $5,000 a year and you fucking looking at this nigga like, why 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 she gotta want all that money fuck you he makes the money he had this child with her he was accountable she's being the adult he's been a complete ass all across social media just doing just doing dumb shit well the problem really wasn't even that though the problem was he was lying 
right on top of like he was saying that that she was asking for money she wasn't asking for and saying that she was you know not letting him see his kid when she was letting him see his kid like it was that shit that got him sued Mm -hmm. you know that shit get old you like come on dog and it's and and like it's sad because people was really laughing at and co-signing what's essentially emotional abuse man like this is the mother of your child and you out here dragging her name while she's being super classy and not bringing up shit about you right like to to now to 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 this this to this day like even after all that she still ain't gave an interview about this nigga she still ain't she went straight to court and handled her shit in the courtroom and kept the baby out of every just like look this let's let's just like you take keep your shit private people tell and people still found a way to try to make it her fault and try to make it like oh they both in it like why it's sad when people can't just be like no you're not gonna abuse me in public you're not gonna disrespect me we have a child our child's gonna see this one day and i don't want the lesson they learn from their mama is don't it doesn't matter if they respect you uh just get the money or whatever the fuck like nah you see she made a stand and at no point has she been like and i'm gonna file for custody so he can't see this kid right any of that shit hasn't came out publicly and said anything sideways complete class act moved on with her life and people be acting like it's disrespectful for her to move on with her life meanwhile future out here trying to fuck scotty pippen's wife ain't nobody said a goddamn thing no i've never seen a you supposed to be a father post for future when they put up one of these articles about him fucking some different chick like it's only on the woman to be quote unquote respectable in these situations and then even and, and that extends to dating and marrying russell wilson and getting pregnant by your husband right even then people are like this bitch out here just living life being happy what's wrong with her god see this is what's wrong with these hoes this is why i ain't getting married like all that shit is <laughs> right all that shit stems from the fact that she just moved on her, her way and all the ways that niggas swear the they want they right. quote unquote queens to move on they they fucking go at her about because they always take the dude's side yeah that and a lot of dudes think just because i put my dick in it means i own it forever right and that's not true that's not true you ain't the first dick nor will you be the last dick to enter she can move on just like you fuck other pussies she wants other dicks and everybody can move on with their lives you do not own women that goes back to their ownership and a lot of these niggas that ain't making no money mad at their baby mama and they like on his side because they mad at their baby mama because you don't want to take responsibility and step up to the plate and be a good fucking father mm-hmm so all yeah. in your feelings but yeah though if a woman quote unquote get emotional to cry one time it's the fucking end of the world get out of here uh new york city is set to pass sweeping nuisance abatements uh reforms an investigation by the new york daily news and the pro pub pro publica prompts changes that guarantee residents and businesses targeted in the new york police department nuisance actions more due process rights the new york city council is expected to pass sweeping changes wednesday to a law that has allowed the city's police department to force people from their homes and businesses without warning over sometimes flimsy allegations in october the council introduced 13 bills called the nuisance abatement fairness act in response to the new york daily news and ProPublica investigation that found the new york city police department has abused the decades-old law the bill are the bills are scheduled for a vote on wednesday with some minor amendments and are expected to pass the city enacted the nuisance abatement law in the 1970s to push the sex industry out of Times square 
since then the nypd has greatly expanded its use targeting businesses and homes it said were the sites of repeated criminal activity the agency filed 2,609 of the civil lawsuits from 2013 to 2015 alone. The Daily News and ProPublica analyzed more than 1,000, uh, well, 1,100 cases filed uh, during that period and found the targets were frequently households with one or more members accused of low-level drug charges and immigrant-owned shops accused of selling alcohol to underage auxiliary cops. The targets were also almost exclusively located in communities of color. In some instances, nuisances, uh, nuisance cases were forwarded, were, went forward even after the criminal cases that spurred them fell apart and charges were dismissed. The NYPD in-house attorneys began nearly every case with a request for a court order or closing the location without warning, forcing people to negotiate settlements while either homeless or unable to earn a living. Hundreds agreed to undergo warrantless searches for their homes. Families had to ban loved ones, uh, sometimes for life. Shop owners guaranteed, uh, granted unfettered access to surveillance cameras and data storing identification readers. So yeah, they come in, they say, hey, your business is closed because of nuisance laws until you can basically prove that this isn't a criminal, uh, enterprise. And if it's your house, you ain't got a home until you let them search it. Wow. If it's, if it's your business, you ain't got a business until you let them search it, There's even though they don't have a warrant. So you have to basically grant them permission to search without a warrant. That, and they didn't, they can just shut your shit down at any time. Um, yep. So the city council legislation spearheaded by speaker Melissa Mark Viverito, uh, with a dozen co-sponsors would mark the first time the law has been amended to add protections for the accused reforming the substance abuse of the law i mean substance abuse reforming the substance of the law ensures that we are protecting tenant and owner rights while enabling the police department to shutter problematic locations in an efficient and informed manner uh she said thanking the daily news and ProPublica for bringing this to light uh to this public uh to this important issue so yep mm-hmm good i mean we rarely have really good news on here i mean it's not the greatest news because i mean they still can do it but that's actually that's good news in my opinion like that's better than what the fuck wrecking people alive just because you fucking feel like it yeah ain't nobody going what about these white folks a lot of y'all not checking them they don't you know police don't do that police ain't checking shit you know (laughs) like no offense but police out here like uh so you know yeah we gotta we gotta uh do what we have been sworn to do attack brown attack brown people to keep yeah. white people safe because at the end of the day we just want white people to feel yeah. safe brown even, people even y'all the not. criminals y'all the criminals why should we check white neighborhoods like this even though they found percentages higher when they found drugs and shit like that mm-hmm. um um <laughs> because if they start doing that laws would change because they would they would demand that you not talk it to your mic baby i'm sorry if they did that, laws would change because white people were like, why y'all attacking us? Yeah. Uh, lawyer, new video indicates New York Police Department covered up key details in the pedestrian's death. Lawyers representing the family of slain pedestrian Rio Oyamada say newly ob- obtained video bolsters their claims that police engaged in a cover up of circumstances surrounding his death. The 24 year old Japanese student was struck and killed by a police car around 12:45 a.m while crossing 40th avenue between 10th and 11th street cops said the driver was responding to an emergency it was his top lights activated but the video shows the police car passed the camera moments before oyamata was struck without flashing lights 
which has been the cover up by police based on the destruction of evidence loss of evidence and in some cases fabrication of evidence said steve vaccaro um he's the lawyer um Vaccaro said he was amending his ongoing civil complaint against the NYPD, which alleges that police cover up the crime, covered up the crime by dispersing witnesses at the scene and tampering with the testimony of the only remaining witness, the driver's partner. Um, the wrongful death claim alleges that the police failed to measure the tire skid marks at the accident scene or check whether the driver's cell phone was in use at the time of the crash. The driver is named, named the suit as officer Darren Elardi. The videos, which Vicaro obtained uh, from NYCHA under the Freedom of Information Law, were recorded by two cameras mounted on buildings in the Queensboro house, uh, Queensbridge houses. Uh, one camera depicts Oyamata walking west, uh, 40th near 12th Street. The other camera showed the police car zooming east on 40th near 10th Street. The car leaves the frame before Oyamata comes into it, but Vicaro said he believes it was likely the patrol car. That was the patrol car that eventually struck him about two seconds after the cruiser leaves the frame its emergency lights appear to flash on the reflections of a street sign uh continue indicating that the car has come to a stop so sounds like maybe they hit them then they stopped the car and then they turned on the lights like i had my lights on the whole time right recall continues the officer flashes lights after oyamata was struck a significant legal distinction he says if police are engaged in an emergency call there's a much higher standard by the crash victim to show fault on the other hand when police are not involved in an emergency call they are held to the same standard as any other driver right yeah except they had the power to cover things up here's the thing here's the thing and i'm not trying to rub this in or say this in any level of being petty but it's gonna be interesting to see if the asian community now this guy's not chinese i think the officer who shot um that unarmed black man in the hallway though i think he was uh chinese if i'm not mistaken um so this guy is asian but he's not chinese and i but i just know the asian community really rallied around that police officer who basically was convicted of killing this person Mm -hmm. And they didn't want him to be sentenced. Uh, right. They didn't want him to go to jail for it. it. Was like, why don't y'all treat him like he white? They marched in the streets for him. Yes, they did. They protested. The police don't give a fuck about anybody but the police. So in this case, I want to know: are, are they gonna march for this guy? Right, because he's. A Do victim. they care? Because the police covered this up. They didn't care. That model minority shit don't matter. No, it don't. When it, with the, like when it comes time to cover up our dirt as police officers, they like they not worried about any of this other well he's an asian person not like you killed we only kill blacks like nah they they were like it's time to cover this shit up right you you you're a model minority and then if some shit happened you other like everybody else yeah anybody gonna be marching that's why i want to know you know like because they definitely protesting in the street and shit like that yeah motherfuckers was definitely marching for that other shit uh to make sure that cop didn't face any type of penalty for what he did you know so i just want to know uh women caught with 42 pounds of horse meat including the animal's genitals hidden in juice boxes after flying onto Doe's airport from mongolia oh u.s customs and border protection agents have confiscated a lot of strange items over the year including dead monkeys cocaine concealed inside the cavity of a fully cooked chicken and live seahorses but now wow yeah yeah where they get that atlantis what's happening here but now they can add 42 pounds of horse meat and horse genitals to the list officers found the horse meat including 13 pounds of 
dick i'm assuming hidden ah, and balls 13 pounds of horse who orders that <laughs> that's a delicacy mm-hmm. yeah let me get a horse dick sandwich please mm. extra mayo if you know what i mean <laughs> hidden in the juice boxes at those in the national airport in virginia two women uh arriving from mongolia were caught carrying the meat last month during a routine agriculture agricultural check how do they keep it cool one of the women told agents the horse genitals were for medicinal purposes what disease you have to have that you need to take horse dick i guarantee you it with no ice mm-hmm you just can eat some warm horse dick mm, bacteria because it's meat sir i'm i know she have a cough i'm gonna have to recommend two spoons of horse dick every morning uh for the next three weeks until all the horse dick is gone you just no. swallow it all <laughs> all the way down to the ball sir ah uh, they was like we was just helping old mcdonald out mm-hmm. um authorities announced the seizures on thursday but said the incident occurred back in january on 29th the horse meat and yak milk were incinerated by yak customs of, yeah or incinerated by customs officials horse meat is prohibited from entering the u.s without official certification due to fears of foot and mouth disease what the hell's a foot and mouth disease i'm not looking it up oh okay and i don't want anybody to email us care has a computer in front of her she can just google it herself <laughs> need to be worried about the cock and mouth disease <laughs> need to be about the balls disease you're gonna get from eating them eating them balls mm-hmm um so yeah ball juice i'm pretty sure that'll kill you too neither woman was criminally charged customs and border protection takes no pleasure in seasoning destroying travelers food products said wayne beyond cbp port director of the area port of washington dolls we're in the business of protecting america's agriculture industries like livestock industry from the potential introduction of animal diseases posed by these unpermitted food products well now until i don't know somebody getting in but like fuck it Mm-hmm. can't believe those ladies had the horse balls to try to pull that off come on Mm-mm-mm. um they were trying to hoof it through security <laughs> they were trying to hoof it to security <laughs> uh <laughs> but now that the horseshoe is on another foot <laughs> customs wouldn't let them gallop by mm-hmm it's a matter of, you can't get back through customs it's a matter of inches guys you gotta you got it's, it's it's basically horse dicks and hand grenades okay? <laughs> custom says nay nay <laughs> hey what you talking about over there Mm-mm-mm. um all right let's see what else we got here um two hunters are charged with shooting their friends on the texas ranch after they blame the injuries on a group of marauding illegal immigrants where'd they go the mexicans that did this ah mm-hmm. what uh, it looked like i don't know they just spoke they just spoke the espanol i think one of them was named uh gonzalez and julio ain't that a good name julio that's the, what they named julio i know they kept saying c c i knew something was up Two hunters have been charged with over a shooting on a remote Texas ranch near the Mexican border, despite claims that they were attacked by illegal immigrants. Attacked by, thank you, Trump. Thank you. That's an excuse now in America. 
the illegal immigrants just came out of nowhere and attacked us uh illegal immigrants don't want to be found which means that why the fuck would they attack you because they just trying to live they took our jobs and then they started just killing people walter walker (laughs) these guns what do you mean these guns (laughs) the animal carcasses that has nothing us fighting with guns has nothing to do with our friend being shot with a gun walker darty and michael bryant said they had come under fire during an incident on january 6th with darty suffering life-threatening injuries however investigation um <laughs> led by presidio county sheriff danny dominguez come on he you know he was like what y'all ain't gonna do i know they were so mad when he came out when he got the call i know they was like god damn we're going to jail dog. oh buddy we are going straight to jail do not pass go do not collect 200 dollars. i know he was like shit we got one of them mexicans i know it's one of them well of course you're on a side right uh he could not say it was biased biased policing he could not find any evidence of it involving immigrants instead a grand jury decided to indict the pair on charges of using deadly conduct by discharging the firearm in the direction of others the incident happened at a ranch near candelaria in the early hours of january 6th paramedics found darty and another man edwin roberts suffering from gunshot wounds. damn they shot two people because they just fucking shooting in a random direction maybe he shot themselves. maybe that's what he did you know like oh we oh god we killed kenny now shoot me in the arm we'll say that we say we had a shot out shoot out with the mexican cartel paramedics found daughter and another okay they were all part of a group of hunters in the area the group told police they had been attacked by illegal immigrants who they said tried to steal their rv well, so they get caught riding around in an rv that the police is looking for the claims were followed up by texas agriculture commissioner sid miller who claimed the attack was another reason to build a wall along the southern border to halt violent criminals and members of drug cartels coming in However, the police believe Darty shot Ryan Roberts and Brian shot Darty. Yeah, they shot each other. They covered the shit up. They they really dog, dog they they really they that's what they do to Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? It was like someone shot up my house, and they're like, "Sir, you're holding a gun aimed at your house, and you spray painted Black Lives Matter, but you spelled it wrong." right but uh they 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 wrote across my face a ma'am um hope you know it's backwards it's actually spelled backwards the psychosis of racism is fucking scary yeah that this made sense how is this less of how is this excuse gonna be less problematic than the truth i accidentally shot and killed my friend you know or what you know i accidentally shot my friend would have been so much easier to tell so much more believable you had to go out of your way to be like mexicans did it you know what i mean like you had to go out of your way um and if martinez well that dude is hadn't shown up it'd have been a fucking hunt for some mexicans right yeah sid miller of course this politician couldn't wait to use it went on his uh facebook page please keep this young man in your prayers Walker Darty is in stable condition after being shot by illegal aliens while guiding on a hunt trip near the Mexican border. The aliens, oh, he spelled that wrong. The aliens were ambushing the RV that Walker and his wife. What? That's not even a sentence. He was shot Ah! while trying to protect his hunters from the attack. 
walker is a man of god and is now a hero this is why we need the wall to secure our borders anyone who says that people illegally crossing into our country are just those seeking a better future for their families simply do not understand what is happening on our borders a lot of it ain't gonna matter you you do know people can go under it you do know people can go we do got airplanes what the fuck there are violent criminals and the members of drug cartels coming in and it must put to a stop before we have many more walker darters mm-hmm. would you never said a thing about the white supreme supremacist people? fuck the white supremacist when is he gonna issue a retraction of this shit this didn't happen he's not gonna hmm. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not gonna retract that. how did we get all the way to you never said nothing about the all right? Motherfucker, this was wrong. This what you said and it was wrong. Where is my retraction? Where is my, you're not gonna get that. <laughs> well, my bad guys. Boy, is there egg on my face? Why? I'm telling you. For what? For why? He stands by that. I'm just so embarrassed. Those facts. <laughs> oh, I tell you. I really, really Post, flubbed this one. Post racial uh dominguez at the, at the time suggested the agriculture commissioner need to do his job and stick to that and i'll do my job miller has attracted attention to ah! for his social media posts and his comments about west texas shooting was shared more than 6500 times before being deleted yeah deleted not my bad just deleted Our authorities say uh about 30 about 30 law enforcement officers searched the perimeter of the ranch where the hunters were staying didn't find signs of people approaching the camp that night and the investigators found no evidence of cross-border violence right no evidence of nobody running away no footprints no nothing okay a gofundme page uh was established for daughter's medical bills and raised more than twenty six thousand dollars before it was ended <sighs> who's in charge of that page probably one of the people that shot him of course <laughs> they're gonna use that they're gonna use that fucking bail money lawyer money because they're going to jail Frosters are poison, posing as uh, ICE border agents to swindle immigrants afraid of de- deportation out of money. I believe that. I believe that. I I truly believe that. I like how I be reporting news and you just be like, I believe it. I'm like, it's not a claim. It happened. <laughs> I, I didn't say people believe Frosters. This, we know it for a fact that they are doing this. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> Even you could have made the bullshit up. I'd be like, I believe it. We ain't got no facts. I don't care. I still believe it. New York State Attorney General <laughs> Eric Snyderman on Wednesday issued an urgent fraud warning about scam posing as immigration and customs enforcement agents demanding money from foreign-born nationals to avoid deportation. Right, because they don't know the difference. Well, I mean, one, sometimes English isn't your first language. Mm. Two, um, you know, people are constantly frauding uh people who are here uh documented because they know that they won't go to the cops right uh and they're robbing them and all kinds of shit raping people because you know they what are they gonna go right uh what recourse do they have um and then also the other part is with trump in office none of this shit feels unbelievable he's Mm -hmm. he's pulling off the most raids like ever in this short period of time right like they're 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 just trying to round up masses of people in a very short period of time and it's happening right in broad daylight so why wouldn't i if i were a person that was a resident of this country undocumented why would i not think that um they coming for me um so yeah um they issued this fraud alert um his office has seen an increase in reports of scam targeting immigrants following last week's ice raids it was 680 people living in the u.s illegally were rounded up for deportation uh and some that weren't in here illegally were rounded up 
Uh, it all looks the same, and then you have to fight and prove your paperwork. And let's say you don't have identification or paperwork on you, uh, they don't give a fuck. You ship you off, and you you actually might have been born here. Yeah, I'm not even saying that though. I'm saying people that are they have the documents. They do know there's not there's not mistaken identity. They're targeting people that are like activists and shit. People that uh, of people that um, were able to stay in the country because of the Dream Act and shit because of President Obama. Yeah, they um, don't care. They, they, they just don't care. You know, like you gotta go. Um, so, yep. Um, his uh, office has seen an increase. Yeah, all right. It's unconscionable for scam artists to prey on heightened fear of our immigrant communities by pretending to be ICE officers, demanding that families pay up in order to avoid deportation. I urge communities to protect themselves by learning about these potential scams and contacting my office if they suspect fraud. Yeah, here's another thing. Last week we covered that guy who was i forget what agency he was with right. but he was also targeting um businesses run legit. by immigrants right. and he was and there was bribes taking place and all kinds of shit and he only got caught because he kept doing it and he did it in another place and finally they got him and then there was there were, in that article they mentioned there were so many of these instances but there's no checks and balances on these people these people are rarely being caught and it's like a system that is rife with fraud who knows how many people have had to pay ice, I, real ICE agents real ones. to leave them alone, and now it's these fake ones, right. you know? Uh, so, yeah. Um, this, I don't know. This uh, Living in America. Um, yeah, and this is the, art, this is the dude I was talking. Dreamer arrest, uh, wake-up call for immigrant rights groups. Um um yeah the immigrant immigrant rights groups are reeling after the arrest of daniel ramirez medina last week a so-called dreamer who they say is currently authorized to live and work in the united states under a program established by the obama administration while his lawyers call ramirez a law-abiding young father federal immigration officers have an entire differently labeled self-admitted gang member the arrest is a wake-up call for the groups which has been increasingly nervous about how the Trump administration will move forward on immigration. Right. Yeah. They hope that Ramirez's arrest, uh, I just, just, for people on the left that didn't vote, uh, for Hillary Clinton, this is the kind of shit that just makes me mad because it's like so many people, this isn't a quote unquote problem for them. Right. So it's just a privilege. It's just, I, I don't have to think about my, my friends and family going, getting sent anywhere. I don't have to think about it. And when it, and when it happens, I can just turn a blind eye, like, whoop, oh, yeah, and have nothing to do with me. I voted for Jill Stein, or I didn't vote at all, or whatever. Anything other than the fact that, oh yeah, I guess I'm kind of complicit in this. Like, we took for granted in all that complaining about President Obama's immigration uh issues that it couldn't get worse. They're like, oh, he's deported the most people ever, and shit like that. And it's like, okay, that's that's true. Do you think? trump is gonna be better or worse do you think hillary clinton is going to try to build on uh the dream act and things of this nature or do you think she or or at least keep a status quo or do you think it's gonna be worse shit is clearly worse under trump but i just think a lot of people didn't have to care right and it was easier to sit around and make philosophical arguments on twitter and, him and, and, and try to sit on these pedestals because i can think a lot of people really got into this i'm better than y'all like they might not come out and say it they might not verbally speak it 
but I'm better than y'all, and a lot of them just knew Hillary Clinton was gonna win, so they could just party and be like, yeah, she won, but I didn't vote for her because I'm special, and I'm above it, and I had to vote for my conscience, and she said super, super predator, and what about the goddamn emails? At the end of the day, none of that shit fucking matters. Yeah. You want coke or you want diet coke? I want poison! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah man i don't like diet coke but you know what i drink that bitch right but um yeah they they hope that uh ramirez's arrest is an isolated incident but it's, it's just beginning yeah but they don't know because i mean i think he's i think he's still in there if i'm not mistaken Wouldn't but surprise me. yeah like it's not like they they targeted him of course and you know what i mean gang yeah yeah so. they targeted like this is a political arrest like this is a let's get this guy off the street he's an activist he's talking about this shit bringing this issue forward they probably had it that eye on him for years but the right. thing that was keeping them off of his ass was the fact that you did have this dream act and uh dreamer act and you had this protection that the administration was providing that that would have never passed through uh a lot of things like congress and senate and stuff because these other fucking um um republicans and shit will never increase these protections like they just they're anti them in every single way and many democrats are anti them as well because they go home to a constituency that isn't as fucking pro immigration as people think you know um like that 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 xenophobia is a tie that binds you know like for a lot of people and and the funny part a lot of people aren't pro immigration but unless you're native american your ass came on a boat so most everybody here that's here right now you're an immigrant and people don't want to admit that i was born and raised here oh, okay we know uh, that's irrelevant mm-hmm. if you go down your history at some period of time it ends that boat 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 got your ass here you came from somewhere else on the goddamn boat so you're an immigrant too nobody wants to look at it like that mm-hmm. um kim jong-un's half brother is dead and it looked like he was assassinated that nigga scary yeah now there's rumors that maybe he was even trying to defect uh you know to escape north korea and go somewhere else so he could you know for i don't know get the hell out of there they say there were maybe some disagreements um but what happened was um he was poisoned by a woman in a lol t-shirt um what Yep, intelligence officials believe North Korean agents assassinated leader Kim Jong-un's half-brother after discovering he was trying to defect. Kim Jong-nam was uh, was reportedly killed by two female agents in a cloak-and-dagger operation in a Malaysian airport on Monday. The South Korean intelligence community attributed North's motivation to killing Kim Jong-nam to his half-brother's paranoia. A South Korea newspaper, Kyungyang Shinmun, uh reported that kim jong-nam was planning to defect having tried to do so years before he had served in the 2000s as a middleman before disgraced southern uh current southern korean president park young hai and officials in north korea um public reports in south korea suggested close dealings between jong-nam and a direct relative of north korea's ruling dynasty and high officials in seoul 
it was not it was said that a defection could have represented a serious challenge to a leader who portrays his family as the only legitimate power on the korean peninsula jong nam had long been an embarrassment to north korea's government uh and outspoken in opposing the rise of power of his brother who had his uncle executed but the overweight gambler and fading playboy had kept his head down in recent years from his base in macau King Jong, Kim Jong Nam was seen by many outsiders as only a minor distraction for North Korea's leaders and not a major threat. However, it is thought that this may have changed after reports that Jong Nam was officially attempting to defect away from North Korea. Chung Song Chang, an analyst of South Korea's Sejong Institute, raised the possibility that the assassination was linked to the newspaper report. It cited interviews with anonymous officials from the Europe-Korea Foundation, where Park served as a board member for a decade before stepping down ahead of the presidential election in late 2012, and computer files and emails that show exchanges between Kim Jong-nam and the foundation's officials. The newspaper reported that Kim Jong-nam, who was then living in Beijing, delivered a letter that Park wrote to Kim Jong-il uh north korea's second leader and kim jong-un's father in 2005 the letter according to the newspaper show park requesting help on cultural exchange programs pushed by the foundation jung jun hee the spokesman for south korea's unification ministry previously said the government doesn't believe such a letter from uh park who has been impeached over corruption scandal was being was delivered to north korea the newspaper also cited anonymous sources to report that Kim Jong Nam explored the possibility of defecting to South Korea and also to the United States and Europe in 2012 before giving up. So basically, they think he faked this letter. Also, like, oh, they want to work with us, and I, you know, I could be like maybe an ambassador on this. And I could go on trips out of out of here and never come back. Uh, and they was like, mm, we ain't write no letters. What you talking about? the sources said kim's talks with south korea and the united states eventually fell through because of his excessive demands uh and the nis according to lawmakers cited a genuine attempt by north korea to kill kim jong-nam in 2012 but didn't elaborate uh lawmakers said the nis told them kim jong-nam sent a letter to kim jong-un in april 2012 at the assassination attempt begging for the lives of himself and his family the letter said i hope you cancel the order for the punishment of me and my family we have nowhere to go nowhere to hide and we know that the only way to escape is committing suicide it comes after north korea tried to block an autopsy of kim jong-un's assassinated half-brother after ordering malaysia to hand over his body everybody. uh what uh i mean this is the same half-brother kim okay. jong-un kim jong-un was reportedly killed by two female pyongyang operatives who get, grabbed him from behind and poisoned him at kuala lumpur international airport on monday um stooges from kim jong-un's north korea embassy were seen in a car with blacked out windows outside the city morgue where his body was taken and waited there so long they eventually ordered a kfc meal it was claimed um uh officials including north korea's ambassador kang chol uh, spent hours failing to convince malaysian authorities to hand over the body and their demands to stop the autopsy being performed were ignored so clearly the government knew that something was up with that body that's, that's why they ain't just the give autopsy. us the body we'll do the autopsy when we get home so we can control like, the story no he died on our soil dog we can't do that police probing the death this morning arrested a woman posing as a vietnamese national calling herself don thi hong 
they swooped after recognizing her from the cctv footage from the airport of a woman in a white shirt with lol written on the front she is believed to be a north korean spy but police are still hunting a few other foreign suspects over the cold war style poison attack on jong nam uh on monday morning has emerged this morning it was reported that the taxi driver who transported the women was also arrested uh the apparent hit follows previous botched attempts to kill jong nam 45 who was estranged from his 33 year old brother it also comes days after international condemnation of north korea's latest missile missile test everybody testing missiles now trump in office they don't give a fuck they're like what you gonna do bitch bah, bah, bah. Don't, that, that, there's no respect nigga test that motherfucking missile see what he gonna do mm-hmm. the agents are said to have attacked and tweet at me right what you gonna tweet about it bitch i hack your twitter account right the agents are said to have attacked jong nam on monday after taking advantage of security loophole between his bodyguards and local police which yeah. left them momentarily unguarded at kuala lumpur airport mm, somebody did their homework mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deceased felt did they, like did, did they get their request on a scroll that's just racist <laughs> the deceased felt like this ain't even the right culture <laughs> korea is not the same as japanese don't care don't write me say that again ah! on twitter you guys have a problem with it you bet not the i don't de- care the deceased felt like someone grabbed or held his face from behind he felt dizzy malaysian police officials for vatzil Ahmad said he said a post-mortem examination would be carried out adding we don't know if there was a cloth or needles oh um, shit yeah uh, North Korean government officials are said to have demanded the body, but Malaysia police say a po- local postmortem examination must be carried out first. There is heavy security at the hospital today where witnesses say they saw a mortuary vehicle being escorted by up to four police cars just before 9 a.m. More than 100 journalists outside have been denied access and are having their questions ignored. However, it has been confirmed the body is being moved for autopsy, which will take place in heavy security at the large hospital kuala lumpur right because they want to be sure y'all don't come and check that body because they were like he died the person died on our soil we not it would it would something would be wrong if somebody of this status died on our soil and we don't do any form of investigation Mm-hmm. because then we would quote unquote look like me in cahoots with you yep so um would-be north korean assassins have been caught with poison needles in the past which can be hidden inside of pens and an anonymous u.s official said a similar device cannot be ruled out south korea's foreign ministry could not confirm the allegations last night and several previous reports of executions involved involving supposed enemies of the north korean state have proved unreliable holy shit so you sign a document and just be like prick and gone and the person dies I, I mean, in this case, it sounded like he was grabbed from behind and just stuck with something, possibly. Jong Nam was the eldest son of former leader Kim Jong Il from his affair with South Korean born actress Song Hye Rim. Uh, he was once seen as the heir apparent but fell out of favor after an embarrassing failed attempt in 2001 to visit Tokyo Disneyland on a forged passport. Jong Nam has since lived in virtual exile, mainly in the Chinese territory of Macau as well as singapore indonesia malaysia and france so sorry they was just waiting on this nigga to slip up uh malaysia is one of the only countries north koreans can visit without a visa although jong nam has you was using a passport with a false name for the flight back to macau he won't be followed 
possibly yeah a malaysia police statement confirmed the death of a 46 year old north korean man whom it identified from his travel document as kim cho born in pyongyang um the investigation is in progress and post-mortem examination request has been made to ascertain the cause of death the statement said um so yeah man that's that's wild wild shit man Mm -hmm. i'm glad we got the laws that we got because king trump would do that too if he could oh for sure we found out that bannon was trying to defect from america to escape this failed uh administration uh and apparently the assassin just took five it took just five seconds to poison kim jong-un's brother after distracting him at airport check-in desk Mm mm-hmm uh the woman wearing an lol top accused of killing kim jong-un's half-brother stayed in cheap hotels carried a wad of cash and cut her hair the day before the attack it has been claimed um a receptionist at one of kuala lumpur's hotels said a woman checked in under the vietnamese name dong thai hong on sunday before uh borrowing a pair of scissors at from the front desk the next day she left early in the morning wearing a top with lol emblazoned on the front and returned later showing no signs of stress uh police believe she was the person who around 8 20 a.m that day had approached kim jong Nam from behind at the malaysian capital budget airline terminal and thrust a deadly poison substance substance into his face shit his second wife lee hai kyung son kim han Seoul, 21 and daughter kim Seoul huey believed to be 18 have been taken into protective custody according to malaysia media reports dawn told police she had been duped into what she thought was a harmless practical joke a second woman who has been detained an indonesian national national also thought she was involved in a prank however staff at two hotels in a rundown area near the airport gave details of dawn's movements before the killings that appear both calm and deliberate yeah why are you staying in the hotel on cash only cutting your hair what kind of prank is this the private investigator told writers that uh her behavior bore the hallmarks of an intelligence operative Don went first to the two-star classic hotel um two-star like that's like our motel six what's happening here i think they did say she was staying in like you know cd hotel so mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's what they mean um checking in on saturday saturday february 11th a staff member who also uh asked not to be named said she stayed in the cheapest room which had no windows i wouldn't want you to name me too shit i don't want to fuck around and die. i don't know about a care about me i die and want to think twice i remember she had wanted to extend her stay here and was ready to pay with a stack of money in her hand uh said another member of the classic staff and a front desk employee who only identified herself as sia after one night don't checked uh, into the city view hotel arriving with a suitcase and a backpack and a large teddy bear the receptionist told routers declining to be named she said don't spoke understandable english um she borrowed a pair of scissors from the front desk uh, the evening before the attack and a member of the housekeeping staff found hair on the floor and in a wastebasket the next day she found the scissors on the on the room desk and there was hair strewn on the floor in the room don had thrown some in the bin but there was still a mess she said the next day don had on the shirt that she'd been wearing in the airport cctv grab that has earned her the nickname lol girl in malaysian media don was out for much of the morning and on her return she seemed relaxed and didn't look angry or worried 
I mean, mission was accomplished. Right, she's done that a lot. Like, this, believe you me, this ain't her first killing. <laughs> okay. Uh, she's professional. What the, what the fuck? She got to be stressed out for. All right, Karen knows about the the, the assassin game, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you, this ain't her first mission. Don't, don't was out. Don't complain about the Wi-Fi in her room and that it was too. She and then when she was told it couldn't be fixed until the afternoon, she checked out and left. I guess she needed to check the internet see if she was trending. Come on. She then checked it to the Sky Star Hotel and uh, also nearby and left after one night. An employee said it's not known where she went next. Police say she was arrested on Wednesday morning, about 48 hours after the murder, in the same terminal where Kim Jong Nam was attacked. If you ask me, do her movements indicate she was an intelligence operative? Then I would say yes, said a private investigator in Kuala Lumpur who asked not to be named. Um, this is how they operate. Change of appearance, cash transactions, no paper trail, are constantly on the move. The Indonesian woman who was arrested on Thursday, Siti Aisha, was duped into thinking she was part of a prank on a TV comedy show, according to the Indonesian National Police Chief. <coughs> Tito Carnavian told reporters in Indonesia, in Indonesia's Aceh, uh, process, uh, province that Siti Aisha why did they spell it different the second time anyway 25 was po- paid to be involved in just for laugh style pranks a reference to a popular hidden camera show he said oh. she and another woman performed stunts which involved convincing men to close their eyes and then spraying them with water such an action was done three or four times and they were given a few dollars for it uh with the last target kim jong nam allegedly there was a dangerous material in the sprayer um she was not aware it was an assassination attempt by alleged foreign agents he said wow oh so she had done this shit before and they didn't tell her that they you, you're gonna be actually involved in the murder you just don't know it <laughs> at least that's her story a male relative of asia uh has said she had been hired to perform in a short comedy movie and traveled to china for the work she had previously lived in a quiet, li- a quiet life in the slum district of Jakarta before going to find work in Malaysia. Residents in the western neighborhood of the Indonesian capital said, according to a Malaysian media report, she stood in front of Kim to distract him while her accomplice approached from behind. In Jakarta, Asia uh, had worked for a time in the tailoring business in the house of her ex-husband's family, sewing clothes by hand, former neighbors in the Tambora district said i can't believe the news her background was very simple said community leader r yusri um the uh the couple moved to malaysia several years ago but separated in 2012 her former father-in-law said she returned to jakarta on january 28th to visit her seven-year-old son she had looked thinner than usual and had a cough the streets in tambor district are too narrow for cars to pass through a tangle of wash lines hang above small concrete and makeshift homes many housing small business uh, businesses or selling clothes and food uh, a neighbor said aisha kept a low profile when she visited there we would see her briefly with the child and then she would move back inside the house um earlier uh today it emerged that john nell's last words after being targeted by a poison squad were very painful very painful i was sprayed liquid uh he has said that I staggered about 50 feet to a deformation desk before muttering the words with a pained expression on his face the 46 year old then collapsed uh, in front of a shock staff and lost consciousness damn um the morning also the, this morning it also emerged that Jung Nam was killed in just five seconds by the hit squad 
thought they'd been sent by a north korean leader uh countries ain't fucking around now that trump around they like do what we want investigators in malaysia are still piecing together details of the case around the death of kim jong nam including the widespread assumption that kim jong un dispatched assassins to kill him kim jong nam was waiting to use a check-in machine when the quick fire attack happened according to new straits times the assassins have been watching him in a queue before striking within five seconds one of the attackers distracted him while the other came from behind and locked him into a chokehold pulling a cloth drenched with some chemicals from a blue handbag reaching reached around his head and clamped it onto his face sources inside the neighbor in south korea have claimed the death must have been a direct order from john how did they escape the fucking airport if everybody saw that federal police special branch director uh detoxary mohammed fuzi haran told the new straits Times that his men were working on intelligence to narrow down all the leads um yeah and they think there are other people involved other than just the two women uh south korea has pointed the finger uh at the north citing a standing order from john un to kill his sibling and a failed assassination bid in 2012 um mm. so that's 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 yeah that's some wild shit y'all um all right let's get into some other segments and let me switch over to uh switch over to the next sec- section real quick in the um chat real quick give me one second Mm-mm-mm. i'm gonna get you bitch and i'm gonna get that's you that's how kim That's exactly what happened to him. He got oh. caught outside. Ah! The hose was laughing. They had LOL shirts on. <laughs> Even the shirts was laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Let's get into um, some fucking with black people. just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game where we go all around the globe and we find different articles that make us feel fucked with is black people and we assign point scores from zero to 100 at intervals of 25 for how much we feel fucked with today's contestants everybody um you know what's keeping black people poor home ownership how home ownership keeps blacks poorer than whites this is on forbes the racial wealth gap is hitting all-time high uh while barack obama has been president the median net worth of white households is now 20 times that of black households why 
some argue that the gap is a, but there's no such thing as white privilege some argue that the gap is a current manifestation of a historical problem others say blacks are to blame while i can't eliminate the lingering effects of slavery and jim crow or change stereotypes i can highlight one area where blacks may be inadvertently contributing to the racial wealth wealth gap when most black people buy homes we hurt ourselves economically home ownership has been an important vehicle in creating a solid white middle class but it has not done the same for most black homeowners because blacks and whites buy homes in very different neighborhoods research shows that homes in majority black neighborhoods do not appreciate as much as homes in overwhelmingly white neighborhoods this appreciation gap begins whenever a neighborhood is more than 10 percent black 10 percent and it increases right along with the percentage of black homeowners yet most blacks decide to live in majority minority neighborhoods while most whites live in overwhelmingly white neighborhoods now i think there's something to be said about the word decide there uh because in one hand on the one hand you do have affordability another thing safety uh another thing community um now i understand that people buy houses as investments in many cases but people also buy houses as a place to live right so um when you're trying to establish a place to live and for your kids to be raised and shit um there may be some incentive uh in regards to safety and the experience you want your kids to have growing up that puts them in a community that's also before you get into white flight which is as neighborhoods become black or white people leave Mm -hmm and more imperative um white flight is also partially informed because white people aren't leaving because all white people are sitting around going i hate niggers and then they get Mm -hmm. it that's not how it works um financially white flight is also informed by the incentives of the fact that resources are allocated more towards white citizens of municipalities so when you're looking at um say charlotte when the white people move to Ballantyne, the money that goes to schools that go to public like think that moves to Ballantyne. so uh a lot of ca- in a lot of cases that's the reason that you have certain schools certain neighborhoods certain streets everyone who lives in a city you know there's sections where you're like damn they never fixed this road like why is this road so fucked up because no white people live over there normally right white people roads man i remember we lived off uh in the south park area it felt like there was always construction on the road constantly fucking i'm like the road don't even have time to get fucked up it's just every day it's one lane because every day they're just like paving another piece of road you know and 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 i mean it was inconvenient but you know what was is less is less inconvenient than potholes and fucked up roads and no lines and shit like that that used to have if you just drive right up the street 10 minutes you can find a place where you're like why why does why does the asphalt look like this um yeah if you think this is a class class and not race you are wrong a 2001 brookings institution study showed that the wealthy minority neighborhoods had less home value per dollar of income than wealthy white neighborhoods the same study concluded that poor white neighborhoods had more home value per income than poor minority neighborhoods the brookings study was based on a comparison of home values to homeowner incomes in the nation's 100 largest metropolitan areas and it found that even when homeowners had similar incomes black owned homes were valued at 18 percent less than white owned homes the 100 metropolitan areas were home to 58 percent of all whites and 63 percent of all blacks in the country 
those conclusions are supported by a large body of research put simply the market penalizes integration the higher percentage of blacks in the neighborhood the less the home is worth even when researchers control for age social class house structure and geography a 2007 study by george washington university sociology professor gregory d squires comments on why most whites avoid racially diverse neighborhoods evidence indicates that it's the presence of blacks and not just the neighborhood conditions often associated with black neighborhoods i.e bad schools high crime that accounts for white aversion of such areas in one survey whites reported that they would not they would be unlikely to purchase a home that met their requirements in terms of price number of rooms and other housing characteristics in a neighborhood with the good schools and low crime rates if there had been a substantial representation of african americans i believe that 60 40 mm-hmm. and in this case even less right 10 percent. once you go over 10 percent, they're like oh too many niggas too many black people right if i can't count the niggas it's too many and basically it, and then the, and it was sad is that that's a holdover from i mean hundreds of years now <clears throat> over a hundred years now you know redlining in chicago and shit like that like that's a holdover from that time and we can't shake that in this 2017 right you got some areas that uh people that do the listing re- um uh retail agents don't even show black people certain purposefully strategically don't even show even if they qualify or make the money they don't even show certain homes to them well also think about this if a black house sells on average 18 percent less than a white house um they're not yeah they're not even showing how does like it's not even in the incentive of the real estate agent they're gonna make less money on your house right that has a lot to do with why when a lot of black people sell their home they literally have to scrub it and of all it, the blackness and personal and, effects and, like and make it neutral yeah. they have to a lot of times they not have even to, neutral no they have to de-black it it's not even right. about being neutral it's it's because they tell a lot of people to like oh you take all take this stuff we want people to feel like they can live in here that they're black drew and leslie talked about having right. to hide the fact that this is an interracial house because it'll sell for more if they think it's only white people if they think a black woman has lived there has touched their sinks has touched their bathtub has cooked in their kitchens they will go i don't want to spend as much money and i don't want to live in this house a black person has been here right they don't even offer as much that's what i'm yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like that that's so scary to, you know what i mean because it's just it's illogical it's just illogical you know um but that but yet that's that's pretty much how how it goes um so uh let me go back to this um uh, oh yeah and um uh when black homes when blacks buy homes in majority minority neighborhoods we increase the racial wealth gap whites who want to experience racial diversity at home also pay dearly of course home ownership has significant benefits even if it's not a great financial investment homeowners generally experience lower crime rates and better schools and municipal services also not all black homeowners increase the racial gap the racial wealth gap when they buy homes blacks who live in overwhelmingly white neighborhoods win as long as they remain a very small part of the community the recent crash and subsequent rebounding of the market fiscal cliff jitters notwithstanding show how meaningful this is white median net worth is down by only 16 percent while black median net worth is down by 50 percent 
this is because the stock market has significantly rebounded and compensated for white losses in home equity but blacks without comparable comparable stock investments have not benefited this leads to my final point while many whites are comfortable investing in the stock market most blacks are not the white middle class families are more than twice as likely to own stock as black middle class families why black wages tend to be lower so we have less disposable income but even when studies control their income they find that blacks are less likely to invest in the stock market the reasons are complex blacks in the middle class are often called on by um family members for financial assistance leaving less income for investing we're less likely to have grown up in homes where investment in stock in the stock market was commonplace and it can't help and it can't help that securities industry is overwhelmingly white recent data shows fewer than six percent of wall street professionals are black to be sure investing in the stock market is a risky endeavor even when you know what you're doing however the rewards are great investing in stocks not only builds wealth by paying dividends but all income from stocks is taxed at a much lower rate than income from wages 15 percent versus 35 percent this problem is not eliminated as black income it rises uh we can end this discussion where we began with president obama for years the obama's income was over one million dollars the tax rate was 10 percent points 10 percentage point higher than that of their white peers who get at least a quarter of the income from stocks the obamas got less than one percent of their incomes from stocks those who would argue that president obama avoided investing in the stock market because he knew he would run for president someday ignore the reality of the many other presidential candidates with capital gains and or dividend income higher income alone will not cure the racial gap uh the racial wealth gap hopefully someday homeowners black and white won't be penalized for wanting diversity at home in the meantime in order for blacks to have more wealth at home we need to start investing outside of it because i know that's something that we talked about because mm-hmm. i know like i would eventually like to buy a home but when i hit i was like well is it even worth the investment like one of the biggest reason why because i was like well more space we could kind of do things to the studio and like the studio could be bigger like like that's where my mind is going but then i was like well do i want to buy because that's the thing everybody say invest 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 you get your money back but it don't look like i'm gonna get my money back what's the point yeah it's one of those things where we pretend that the american dream is one size fits all and we advise everyone to do the same things but people really don't account for the idea of um essentially white supremacy but just also privilege you know like it's the, it's the reason that white people will advise you to do something and it's not that it's bad advice it's just they don't have a reality where those things don't work out right so to them it's like well put some money in the stock market and get a different home uh, get a home and, and move here and do that and then it's like you look at the systemic way that the shit is like set up it's you know can i get the same kind of loan you gonna get right at the can same I, interest rate right do i make the same money you have that you make uh do i have the same disposable income that you have do i have the same savings that you have do i have the same like parental backing where i can have someone maybe help with me pay for this house uh do i have the um 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 like do i have the wherewithal to maybe afford a lawyer or someone that can can look at all the paperwork for my house i'm not getting screwed right do i have uh do i can i trust my real estate people you know um will they respect and treat me at face value like like a like i'm supposed to be treated these are things that a lot of people take for granted but the housing crisis 
happen mostly to black people come on of middle to lower class yeah, and my generation that lost their wealth quote unquote that right. everybody was building up for which is uh one of the things that infuriates me about bernie sanders is how he can make so many different connections but refuse to see the racial uh angle of i mean he could have got the black vote in my opinion by by pumping that up by being like hey it's not just about like me helping the economy is also going to help black people because we're going to tackle this from both ends because mm-hmm. you you know you're so be- so busy worried about getting the people on wall street you know who really would like to see the people on wall street go to jail people that had their entire financial uh lives ruined because they got sold a subprime mortgage right but but you can't make that connection anyway point being um i i think uh in a lot of these cases it's just a, about trusting the system and it's for a lot of people they're not gonna trust a system that has historically always fucked them like you like it's you're asking for a superhuman level of trust you're asking for charlie brown to line up and try to kick that football from lucy one more time for the ancestors and you're just not having that you know um it's just, it's just a different experience unless you know you're uh lucky enough to be black and like upper class maybe and even then you would need to be black upper class and move into an area where there were mostly white people right and you and you mentioned something that's very important for a lot of black people to go i would prefer to actually be around brown people because i don't want to go to this place and deal with fucking white supremacists people spraying nigger on my on my on my garage door and shit like that like that ain't that's what i said do you want your kids raised in a school where they are you know gonna be in the vast minority of students you know as far as their racial experience uh yeah i, I mean i i get it like i i i understand what this person is saying they're trying to be solution oriented but i also understand why people would be like yeah i think i'm just gonna move to a black neighborhood my wealth won't increase uh as fast as these other people or and maybe it'll even get worse in my lifetime but what i don't want to do is subject my kids to a dealing with this shit you right. know anyway uh zero to 100 it's very frustrating you mess with me it, it, it is very frustrating i i would say yeah i'm very fucked with that's not a that's not a hundred oh, okay thank you uh and uh i'll say uh yeah 75 75 i feel like i knew all that shit already but still I did too me. but it's still angry to hear it uh cover girl's first spokesman jokes about africa having ebola at age 17 james charles broke barriers last year and became cover girl's first male spokesperson a cover boy if you will but today charles tweeted i can't believe we're going to africa today oh my god what if we get ebola and then he wrote james we're fine could have gotten it at chipotle last year and then the upside down smiley face Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 100 did they uh did they uh yank him off their cover uh they cover boy cover i don't think so uh, if the tweet was a joke it certainly was a weird one but that didn't sway charles from ardently defending his remarks he initially blocked tweeters who called out the lunacy of his tone deaf tweet um several hours uh after and likely several frantic emails from covergirl later mm-hmm. he removed the tweet and issued an apology which stated in the short that he fucked up uh he also called africa a country okay uh, <laughs> that kills me yep 
you guys know how it is the country of africa the whole the country, country of africa with their president timon and pumbaa <laughs> you know what's funny his eyebrows on fleet the fuck that they are mm-hmm that's sad um okay i'm not going to post a bullshit apology i was told what to say and that's not how an apology should work i'm extremely sorry for my tweet and i feel like shit for saying it i'm traveling to africa today with a few friends for a school trip ironically enough it's an educational trip because we all know very little about the country but are eager to learn i am aware that the tweet was extremely offensive and degrading i posted it to make fun of my friend's mistake but i did not think about what the tweet as a whole was implying it was never my intent to offend anyone and i'm sorry as a white cis male i recognize my privilege and would never want to take that for granted but i fucked up i deleted everything before my plane took off hoping that it would go away which is completely the wrong way to handle problems such as this i just landed a little while ago and i'm just now seeing to where this is blown up to and i don't <laughs> just justine sacco part two <laughs> stop tweeting stupid shit when you have on a plane and i don't want anyone to think i don't care or am not sorry i could not see or say anything while in the air i passed out and did not buy wi-fi i feel awful for posting what i said i understand why what i said was offensive and ignorant i look forward to exploring the country oh he said it twice and learning much more about the people and culture because clearly i know very little and have a lot to learn Mm-mm. how would you grade his apology think leslie would give it a, a 10 no no <laughs> you get a two you said i'm sorry i give you that much <laughs> and you deleted it that's your two points i get that shit a zero fuck this up. that's that's a horrible apology yeah. i fucked up that kind of fucking uh rich dollars ass apology was that i fucked up all right um yeah the cut received a follow statement from covergirl james charles tweet does not represent covergirl's perspective we agree his statements were inappropriate but appreciate that he has issued an apology we are an inclusive brand and respect all people and cultures they ain't yeah, gonna fire that nigga though right they should have been like dog you you don't know that africa is not a country mm-hmm. but you representing do you not realize he he's representing your brand dog he's going to south africa right the whole country you know what the south africa's last ebola case was when 1996 i was in high school what are we talking about here meanwhile our last reported ebola case 2014 fun fact zero to 100 karen oh 100 fuck that nigga Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and you didn't mean it you just apologizing because somebody somebody uh was like hey dog we will strip your money you're out here cutting the motherfucking food you you didn't mean the apology no matter what you say you did not mean it because when people called you out on it you should apologize right then you didn't you double down you don't mean it yeah and they um like yeah i was cover girl i i would get rid but not trying funny you're breaking barriers cover girl should get rid of you and get somebody else to represent them in a better fashion Mm-hmm. he should he should not have that job yep um yeah it's just, i mean i don't need my cover girl makeup but if i did i wouldn't wear it no more yeah so there you go that is uh his apology as he remains the face of and i feel it's kind of whack too man because you know cover girl i'm sure i mean especially considering this happened afterwards like this wasn't a oh we missed this and he was always like this and we just fucked it like 
what do you do like this like social media is such a change in the game type of thing because like like it wouldn't have been possible to just see a nigga's fucking instagram and be like oh yeah we need to make him a, a model for cover girl because his eyebrows and makeup is so good and then fucking a week later or whatever the fuck he's out here like i hope i don't get ebola from the country of africa everybody's like oh god what are we Who hired him you know that's the next question yeah they're emailing him probably telling him exactly what to say and then he's like fuck that i apologize the way james apologizes you know like even then you end up like well you just like this motherfucker's a loose cannon and yeah they probably i mean to be honest they probably should be trying to cut ties with him right. but it doesn't seem like they they even give a fuck that much anyway uh i gotta give it 100 man not even a hundred terrible mostly because that apology was pretty shitty that apology was hard i fucked up okay especially knowing that he tried to like delete it and block everybody at first and double down and yeah yeah, yeah. Want to argue with people and because you were quote unquote right until they're about to disappear then the attitude changed for some reason you got yank money for people that like they got some goddamn common sense moonlight filmmaker barry jenkins has teamed up with barack obama's my brother's keeper mentor initiative reporting uh reporters reports variety um a24 a24 has announced that it is celebration of black history month barry jenkins oscar nominated film moonlight is partnering with my brother keeper alliance a mentoring program initiated by president barack obama's administration the organization focuses on empowering young men of color with the resources and support that they need in order to achieve their full potential regardless of circumstance the series kicked off monday night with a screening in los angeles attended by dozens of young men from local schools following the screening mike muse of my brothers keeper moderated a talk back session with the students and the film's oscar nominated talent jenkins star uh jenkins stars mahershala ali naomi harris and writer terrell alvin mccraney uh, another screening is set in new york next week dope zero to 100 karen um i'm not uh fuck with it all and i'm glad and i hope a lot of more people invest in this to keep it running because if trump ain't killed it that's that's one program that's gone mm-hmm. well i, I think I, I bet it'll exist outside the white house i don't think they'll just destroy that pro- i don't think the white house has to be in charge of that program you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um but yeah uh i'm glad they you know because see that's another thing that's good about it is you're bringing mostly black men and uh black young men to watch uh moonlight which is something that is a black male experience that's not often talked about mm-hmm. and you're having a talk back session with the director and the cast and you're letting the kids ask questions right. like that's affecting minds and hearts in a way that i think people often shit on this program because it's just easy to kind of shit on the idea of like oh you you respectability politics you know type motherfuckers it's like well for the record some people do need kind of help so i don't know black people come from all kinds of angles and if some and if some of them need that kind of mentorship then good i i I don't know we supposed to leave them behind because it don't feel good to be like oh this kid uh really feels like he needs a father figure in his life and a male role model well fuck him then dog i don't believe in that shit like there's the person who come from a broken home a lot of times you you, all you doing for not all but a lot of them are spewing from hurt and pain themselves Mm. which i'm not i'm i just all i'm saying is this some people need different kinds of help we got that's why there's different kinds of programs i don't mind that there's uh 
it's like saying i don't want i don't want a church to get to feed the homeless like for what right you know what i mean i'm an atheist but niggas need meals what yeah, the fuck I'm, I'm gonna be mad because the person giving you the meal also handing you a pamphlet no take the sandwich dog like some principles ain't that big like mm-hmm. the point is people need like these motherfuckers end up with mentorships uh the internships jobs like they're they're basically getting um pipeline into some successful opportunities that, that some opportunities for success they wouldn't have had otherwise because they're going to very poor marginalized areas and finding these kids and being like look here's a blueprint for success now does it suck it, to some extent that it's going to come down to like all right put on the tie some slacks and put on your sure i get it that but at the same time you're not going to be able to find some of these jobs dressing in jogging pants like and not every program is going to be a hey man just do whatever you feel like doing everything is cool like some kids sign up or get signed up for this program and if they can hack it good for them man i know i'm rich because i was in inroads um i was enriched because i went on that college tour um and yes they were some they they prayed i didn't have to do all that shit but they prayed there was like religious elements to a lot of that stuff i mean when i went on my college tour for federal state uh and the the dude talked to my parents and told me i was gonna be in church every sunday and shit like some of this shit is just uh like it's a la carte the kids will take what they need but what's most important is that they get opportunities they might not have got anywhere because nobody really cared and nobody was putting money into those communities uh and specifically for those uh kids you know yeah so to this even extends it further to have an opportunity to really talk about some black masculinity that uh is very toxic and fragile right for these kids that you know like this because one moonlight at once moonlight is a story uh, about you know the harsh realities of like poverty and crime and shit but it's also just a coming of age story and it's also a story about a gay kid so uh who grows into a man who grows into a manhood of his own and about the way that society harms uh and informs what his idea of masculinity should be yes those kids need to see it and yes they should fucking talk about it you know so i appreciate it because dr umar definitely gonna come and take them same kids to see birth of a nation so you might as well let <laughs> you might as well uh take them to see moonlight and i appreciate that team up i do too the, the only thing is that and i don't know if they will do this and i know other women um i've seen other women express this i would i would like one for girls yeah i agree um and i think the only thing yeah i forget what the wonderful job but black boys is not the center of everything that happens for black people when you know black girls are affected also yeah and i agree i mean that's always been a critique of that program from jump and um yeah i don't think there's any way to uh to to talk around it Mm -hmm. you know so uh like they and especially in a, a white house that has so many black women in it at the time um so it was and i know they i forget what they had they had a program but it was for something like black women in jail or some shit i can't even remember the whole like what it what that was um what the name of that program was but and, and it came much later in the uh administration mm-hmm. like my brother's keeper was like fucking day one and then this was like year six so yeah definitely yeah that uh, definitely a valid critique um speaking of valid critiques uh apparently um 
that dude uh dj bob romanick uh is back he uh set terms flocka flocka to uh to get an apology for calling waka flocka the n-word oh that angry dude Mm -hmm. you may remember him from such hits as he's a black nigger okay like you may remember him from that i don't know if you you recall it's been a while that jam (laughs) that that, such classics as uh make america great again clean up your nigger shit uh (laughs) get it together you niggers right right (laughs) boogity boogity uh all the classics you know them folks you know them i love them right um so he was speaking uh i guess to tmz and uh he had another um condition he had conditions for which he would apologize so he's willing to apologize to walk a flock of flame Mm-mm. but under certain conditions that have to be met karen that's not an apology apology doesn't come with conditions you fucked up not him i mean that is one way to look at it karen but he's looking at it a completely different way that does not go with your way so um i see so i can play this clip i'll just move so slow did he take it down did you try, try to refresh um mm, give me a second um because it's like it was gonna play and then it just stopped he might have took it down i don't blame him it was pretty bad i played it for justin last week um and waka flocka also had comments too that also don't want to play damn son of a gun uh all right yeah let me try refreshing okay Mm-mm-mm. it's good too i want people to hear it Mm-mm-mm. yeah i know you do somebody got it i'll figure something out mm-hmm yeah, cause I bet you it's good. Probably ain't nothing like hearing it in his own words. <laughs> You're not gonna do it justice, sir. Yeah, it's. I just can't believe that dude is making money doing that shit for a living, and that he been doing this shit his whole fucking life. And I believe that I never even heard of him before the week. There's you know? a lot of mediocre ass white people spitting racism is making a lot of money that niggas don't know nothing about. And people wonder how Trump got elected. This dude was able to have a full ass career as a racist. <laughs> and nobody knew not even the people he was talking shit to until he talked about waka flocka right and and people out here like i can't believe white people voted for trump like i don't know don't sound that far-fetched to me um yeah this is moving slow let me i'm actually gonna close firefox and come back in okay uh all right this is makes for some great radio uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah, like, we just long for the ride mm-hmm mm-hmm um all right let me play some audio and then i'll if an officer stops you always be polite and never ever run away promise mama you'll keep your hands inside is it a gun is it a knife is it a wallet this is your life it ain't no secret it ain't no secret no secret my friend you can get killed just for living in your american skin oh. 
all right it's coming back up okay Mm-mm. let it take its time ah ah that American crazy man you know what when you said that last time I was kind of tripping right but now you know what else? I don't give a fuck. Okay. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about Steel. And I don't give a fuck about Raheem either. I don't give a fuck about myself. Like, I ain't shit. I ain't never gonna be shit. And you less of a man than me. So as soon as I decide that you ain't gonna be shit, pow. So be it. You remember that, motherfucker. Cause I'm the I'm one y'all need to be worried, worried about. about. Partner. Partner. Yeah, I, it came back up, but it won't play. I don't Aww. know what happened. Can't get on YouTube. Um, maybe. All right, let me see if I can find a video on YouTube. I'm sorry, y'all. I kind of want to hear it. Yeah, no, no, no. There's no need to apologize. Fuck TMZ, man. They just like not today. I know they know when they own it. Mm-hmm. I trusted you, TMZ. I know. And you let me down. Uh, uh root for you. Well, root for you. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, let me put, maybe I put Waka Flocka in here too. Apparently this dude has a lot of videos. Oh shit, we ain't, we ain't trying to go through the whole archive. No, <laughs> that's too much. Too much racism. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of hot takes. A lot of uh let's see that's not it that's the original rant. okay well, maybe this it's on daily motion as well damn i haven't been daily motion in years whatever happened to that site i don't know what the fuck a daily motions is they used to be somebody now look at you <laughs> used to be beautiful girl used to be beautiful now you the last thing on anybody's mind mm-hmm. thought y'all was gonna be youtube huh it's probably black owned and white people just won't go here. I don't know. Wouldn't be surprising. It only got one thousand three hundred ninety seven views. Mm, that's not good. Mm-mm. Damn it, Daily Motion. Oh, here we go. If you'll take the violence out of this rap, <coughs> I'll never again call him a n- and I'll apologize to him. But until then, he is what he is. I'm not a racist. I don't like that no good greasy son of a bitch. That's not hatred in the community. It's not hatred for the blacks. It's hatred for him and his actions. He can say it for the First Amendment, and he can talk about killing people and killing cops and killing crackers, but I can't. The black people in this community, the proud black people know me, but he is not a proud black person. He said that I was disrespectful for calling him a n- because I'm nothing but a white cracker. I like to ask. All I want is a proud white man, and I'm not a racist by any means. I just want... What, what does it take to be racist? Nobody's racist nowadays. You, you know, nobody. There's nothing white people do ever that's considered racist. Period. But Barack Obama made us post-racial, so you can start attacking people. You are not. Calm down, white people. You're not the R word. What? He he got offended at being called cracker just now. It's not the same. After context. calling somebody nigger. 
right it's not so the person responded called you a crack and you like y'all gonna let that slide <laughs> me me meanwhile there's a lot of white people that sing about killing and shooting and stabbing right and you ain't you ain't took none of them all none of y'all protesting some of your favorite right. country singers yeah. talk about depression and killing themselves and getting drunk at the not, bars not even killing themselves and no 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 no. i'm talking just and i shot him down and right. you're like even that you ain't never got on the there called them no type of nigga Mm-mm. he got mad because walker flocker disrespected to make america great again uh shirt by wiping his ass with it and then he decided that he was a black nigger and that that's his freedom of speech so why everybody get so offended equal treatment i say i say to waka flocka oh also peep the proud black people i peep that too like oh the proud black people weren't offended you know herman cain armorosa trust me if you start calling you wouldn't say that shit in front of their face as coon they as they are them. as coon as they are they would still be like hey man don't be calling that dude a nigger in my face like i ain't down with that you know like last thing i want to do is be reminded that i'm black too I call him a n- because that's a disrespectful term to a disrespectful person. He didn't reach out to me. He's saying he'll come, he'll come, and he'll take care of business. He don't need the police. Now, that's hate speech. Waka Flocka can come by any time in this world, but let me tell you, I'm far from being a racist. I'm a proud white man, and if he thinks that that thug ass of his scares me, he's got another thing coming. Um, Here's another thing I find interesting, right? um yesterday i saw this on twitter and i don't i don't i don't follow the dude and i i end up blocking him i don't even remember his twitter name but he was having an exchange where a white dude that was gay came to him and said like called him the n-word or something so he called the guy a faggot and people were like dude what are you doing like you like that's homophobic right and he was on some like so i'm just supposed to let him call me a nigga and i say whatever it takes to offend people i don't care if you say whatever it takes i don't give a fuck and it's like to me this is the same rule come on like the same shit that this dude is saying like he got the same logic of like well I, i get to say whatever i want to about him i'm mad and i'm gonna say whatever it takes and, and, the, and the respectable proud other people like the proud blacks or the proud gay people they won't be offended they'll understand and people still were like rallying around or following or keeping that dude like acting like that that shit was cool it ain't cool man it gotta be zero tolerance for that shit and you're homophobic yeah like you can't be kind of homophobic you either are or you aren't with right. that shit you know with something like and i'm not matter of fact i'll take it back you can be kind of homophobic i get it there are people that are within different people's acceptable margins or whatever i that you know the world does operate with its nuance but nigga that is over the line like hey that's not let's like textbook definition of like oh yeah calling people a slur because you don't agree with them is pretty much textbook right. offensive like right, for yeah. everybody it's, like it's like you cross that line even even for the people that quote-unquote tolerate you can yeah. tolerate it because that's the thing a lot of times you tolerate it because it's your friend or your family or like or whatever you tolerate it you still don't accept it and you still don't like it but you tolerate it and a second something comes up and makes you mad a lot of times for a lot of these people not all of them you'll you'll go you'll go back to default which is being homophobic yeah the lesson you taught everybody that you swear you're cool with and you would never say that shit to is that their one opinion from being out of line and being called um 
some type of homophobic slur right uh against them that's all that's that's what you right. taught right. and and more importantly you taught that a lot of people out there are actually cool with that shit yes, when they, they sweated they down for the cause but they didn't say nothing to this person they didn't block them they didn't unfriend them they'll be kicking it with them today laughing about stranded bay like shit was all good like that's how shit works right. but to me that's no different than how white people will let this dude cook for years being this racist motherfucker and be like and they'll justify it and let that four-year-old kids listen to it and shit like they'll find a way to justify it a hundred for me sorry a hundred mm-hmm. this is fucking terrible man um right. and then walker responded man um i'm trying to get it to play but once again like i said tmz is just tripping um i guess i could have put that in the search engine uh <laughs> but he basically uh you know got got kind of upset you know uh and walker's been f- firing shots uh for a while he talked about gucci man last week um so i guess he out here in these streets uh oh here it is yeah walker responds to bob Romanick calling him a greasy nigger um i love how he was just like i'm nobody's racist okay but that black nigger needs to shut the fuck up <laughs> like what <laughs> I don't even know where you guys are getting this idea right. that I'm some type of, got some type of prejudice or some type of hang up, okay? Cause look, when I'm talking about these niggers, okay? The last thing on my mind is the color of their skin, okay? Last thing I'm thinking about is, uh, the, I judge them by the content of their nigger souls and characters, just like that nigger Martin Luther King said. Yeah, I heard that idiot. Disgrace, disgrace America, I heard him. <laughs> I heard that cracker, excuse me. That's a cracker, it's not a white. A white man. That's a white. That's what we call white crackers in the hood. White crackers is a disrespectful, racist bastard. That's a white cracker. His show need to get shut the fuck down. Period. If his show don't get shut down, I'll let you know how far racism go in America. That that anybody could get on the radio and say black nigger, fucking black nigger. So if I go on my radio interview and say fuck, fuck all. Um, Fuck all Muslim, all black people. Fuck this, fuck that. If I say fuck black people, the whole community like, oh, walk is bashing black lives matter. This motherfucking white cracker say nigger on the radio, and he and everybody cool with it. Nah, that's not cool. That's not America. That's not how you make America great for a Trump supporter. It's not cool. Shit, I'm gonna go up to his show. I'm gonna find out how much he gonna kill me when I touch back in the states. We go, we, we, we go. I'm gonna show him. I'm gonna show him what threats is like. It's like a terroristic threat, right? Talk to somebody, you'll kill them. It's kind of like, it's, it's crazy. I'm going to show you how we handle shit. I'm not going to call the cops. I'm going to go to go to his show and see if I can get a, a personal interview. Let me see if he talk that rah-rah shit when I pull up. Yeah, I'll say this, Walker. Just let it go. Because that nigga probably will shoot you. Uh... <laughs> You go up there and it'd be a clan rally. <laughs> Y'all wasn't ready. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Um let's go ahead and move on to some other stuff. Uh let's uh um I guess we can do white people news today. Alright. Okay. Let's do some white people news. Find me some white people music. Um and then we'll do white people news see do white people like uh uh here you go white people love this (laughs) 
um trump pursues his attack on sweden with scant evidence yep that's y'all man gotta start with that's y'all man oh y'all thought i was going straight to the white folks stuff no 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 mm. gotta pay the toss to be the boss um yep president trump ugh, escalated his attack on sweden's mi- migration policies on uh, monday doubling down on his suggestion based on a fox news report that refugees in the scandinavian country were behind a surge in crime and terrorism what? yeah yeah fake news he set off a consternation and ridicule on saturday when he seen the falsely implied to a throng of supporters at a rally in florida that a terrorist attack had occurred in sweden which had has admitted tens of thousands of refugees in recent years on sunday as questions swirled a white house spokeswoman sarah huckabee sanders said that he was talking about the rising crime and recent incidents in general not referring to a specific issue Mm -mm. (sighs) Uh, y'all man y'all did this to the country yes y'all did um he's appointed some dude named uh hr mcmaster as the new national security advisor I, I i i don't know anything about this dude yet but i'm sure it's problematic of course and saturday night live was, was poking on your picking fun at your last mm. you was like we can't have you know cause at he, the last national security advisor not national security uh the person that uh, yeah this isn't he didn't get appointed a new press secretary okay. this is a new national security advisor huh. yeah uh he replaces mike flynn the dude who lied about me with russia and shit so my bad all the white folks looking like i'm sorry yeah, so they're all evil so all the white people in this administration are evil so i understand evil looks like uh michigan republicans consider kid rock as a candidate for u.s senate mm-hmm. yeah shout out to naacp uh least racist person trump asked a black reporter if the cbc are friends of yours the cbc being the congressional black caucus he wants to know if that reporter can set up a meeting who who told him about the annual black people meeting which one of y'all told him i mean i got my but i was ready to go now i might not go cats out the bag they know we all know each other okay i i don't know who told him this it must have been amorosa one of them and y'all know y'all are supposed to been stopping writing to her come on now no one no more in no more evites no more to ben carson i thought we understood this herman kane good grief it's a catastrophe that one's on us well yeah he she he said are they friends of yours no go ahead set up the meeting he ended his interaction with ryan by april ryan by saying let's go set up a meeting for moving on to accuse democratic representative elijah cummins a senior member of the caucus of being instructed not to meet with him set up a meeting with the blacks with the cbc uh caught on tape again audio leaks revealed huh hopefully they was like we don't want to meet with that nigga i don't know i know who won't be there who you know who won't be there every everybody that's seen this meme of this black woman wearing a wig being all sassy oh karen you can do this <laughs> come on now 90 <laughs> percent of black women have her as their avatar on facebook <laughs> right fucking now 
somebody in chat gonna somebody in chat gonna say it <laughs> come on now she she's they, they had like an entire like oh, meme okay 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 come on maxine water there you go <laughs> i don't know why that didn't cross my mind there my you bad. go there you go i'm sorry y'all no no it's, it's okay i forgot about Auntie maxine it's like i, I know I'm she not ain't here for your bullshit today. i know one person that won't be at the meeting and that's gonna be maxine miss maxine she honey she woke up uh twisted her wig and be like i wish a nigga would ask me my hero uh caught on tape again audio leaks reveal pre- uh, president trump encouraged wealthy golf club members to stick around while he interviewed cabinet picks <laughs> kind of madman bullshit is this we're doing a lot of interviews tomorrow generals dictators we have everything you may want to come around it'll be fun we're really working tomorrow we have meetings every 15 20 minutes with different people that will form our government the footage was apparently recorded november 18th just over a week after he won the election he allegedly said we're going to be interviewing everybody treasury we're going to be interviewing secretary of state we have everybody coming in if you want to come around it's going to be unbelievable so you might want to come along you are the special people he told a crowd of 100 people (laughs) last week remember last week he had a national security briefing in front of at the golf club and shit so that's y'all's man uh the stress is overwhelming secret service feels the strain of trump's lifestyle and spreads them across multiple properties and now continent after continent Mm -hmm. they're gonna fuck around losing one day i mean the way he's operating i wouldn't be surprised if he wants them to you know but yeah when you got we don't know what the president of the united states is when your wife and your son stay in new york you stay in the white house from nine to five uh operating like leave leave on saturday clocking in and out leaving on saturday go to the southern white house quote unquote uh so you can stop calling playing golf a vacation while you criticize president obama as if he took vacation days too much um He's costing the country billions of dollars. You got cities that are literally eventually going to go bankrupt because they can't afford the fucking protection for your goddamn wife. And then you got Trump, uh, all your properties and shit everywhere. So, yep. Yeah, and every time you do anything, it's to benefit you. Anywhere they go, you got the government spending money in his shit, and nobody, it's no conflict of interest. Nobody's saying he can't do this. Nobody's making him give up shit. That's why people go, you can't do that. I don't know what the fuck you can and cannot do anymore because this nigga say, fuck your rules. I'm doing it my way. And for the rest of, um, for the rest of their lives, the Secret Service is obligated to protect them. Right. So, you got that shit too. You know? Uh, and they're already struggling now. So, you know. I bet you it was, I bet you some folks was like, god damn it i miss obama <laughs> right we barely, i guarantee you somebody was who they didn't that. really do a great job with anyway. no that was like shit we, we didn't protect him that way but god damn it he wasn't flying that way either yeah yeah but hey at least the person in the white house is white so we got that positive oh, thing oh, oh america we make america great again mm-hmm yep i don't know what to tell y'all yep 
Mm. I didn't vote for him. I will continue to say that. Morning, Joe. Mika Brzezinski fires back at Trump after the president's marathon press conference criticizing the media and Morning Joe's feud with advisor Kelly A. Conway. It's a fake presidency, she said. Uh, MSNBC's Morning Joe host Mika Brzezinski's called Trump's presidency fake. The host poked holes in the administrator's credibility, saying they have been spreading lies and alternative facts. Donald Trump continued to denounce the media during his speech yesterday. Morning Joe announced on Wednesday that Kellyanne Conway will no longer be allowed on the show. Now, look, I understand uh, my man Steve White, who's definitely in the know on this political shit. You guys might know him from Twitter and stuff, and he's been a guest on the show. Mm-hmm. He thinks all this is just fake for ratings, and they have to do this every once in a while to help boost shit. I personally think um I don't think so. Me, I think she didn't I really think this is just the truth, which is that this shit is messy and sloppy and they fall out of time. I'm not even saying they won't be cool again. Right. To be honest, but I really do believe that when they fall out like this because um it's not about credibility. They all this media is the same. And I don't mean just this show. CNN is the same. MSNBC is the same. Fox is the same. It's all the same, which is not no that's not what i mean i i'm 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 I'm, what i'm saying is different i'm saying they are all the same they all pulled in the criticism of trump and pulled and like started going in when he got to them right when he was talking shit about everybody else they never gave a fuck it was just he's good ratings put his next press conference on tv but the second that he's like cnn's fake news now cnn has the biggest bug up his ass about oh he used fake facts we're never gonna have kelly l conway on these these motherfuckers employ people from his campaign to be quote-unquote journalists on their airways and analysts like they gave them money to do that and yet somehow you know but then they would yeah it's just they just it's, they're complicit in it and i don't think the morning joe's any different they were fine until he said something about them and then all of a sudden it's you you a fake president if we fake news you fake president motherfucker like Didn't he come on the show and call in he used to yeah yeah they were real buddy buddy but they're not the thing that i'm saying is that none of these motherfuckers have integrity Mm-mm. they just once they get hit they they start talking that shit but they just been holding back the shit the whole time hoping to get some of the shine from his ratings and attention that's it all of them yeah, are the fucking he, same right when he go well fuck y'all too yeah. oh I, you complicit now now they now now you calling them out or now he fake fuck you i don't believe you get out of here uh trump made chris christie order the meatloaf at a meal they had together um everybody was making jokes about it and how funny it was Did he steal I, his kids i mean chris christie i mean what's happening son i don't know i didn't really even have anything funny to say about him ordering that meatloaf like he might have might have i'm more surprised he told everybody to be honest but whatever uh he made him order meatloaf um he wanted me to get rid of the blacks new details emerged at the massive 400 page fbi file on the investigation into whether donald and fred trump racially discriminated against minorities in the 1970s uh spoiler alert they did right what are we what why is we even talking about this she is miserable melania trump reportedly unhappy with new role as first lady i don't care bitch you ain't doing shit but trying to sell us goddamn watches trump snubs nordstrom event at event for retailers at the white house after ivanka flap but you can buy a trump lamp at jc penny who did make the cut everything's for sale right uh and andrew pudsner 
withdraws his uh consideration as labor secretary uh fast food executive andrew f pudsner uh Puds, pudsner uh withdrew his nomination to be labor secretary on wednesday as republican senators turned sharply against him the latest defeat for the white house besieged by infighting and struggling for traction even while with a republican controlled congress there you have it now let's talk about the good white people news isn't that what we really want to talk about mm-hmm. well too bad aaron carter responds after he was attacked on stage for allegedly racist remark yeah so aaron carter who you guys may know from being a blonde white kid who uh made that song about beating shack in basketball Ain't that somebody else who more famous carter brother or something Okay. I don't know. I thought it was the most famous one in one of them boy groups. And I'm not sure. I thought this. Might I mean, might, might, that sounds about right though. Aaron Carter. I knew it. Okay. No, I said Aaron Carter is his name. I, okay. just, I already said oh, his name. Nick Carter. Nick Carter is his older brother. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, say, I know I had heard that before. Yeah. That, no, that, look at you knowing some white stuff. Right. I was like, I see you play brother somewhere. <laughs> I see you play girl. Okay. Don't ask me the group now. We we gonna be in trouble. Yeah. You got uh he has several albums he has uh another earthquake from 2002 most requested hits from 2003 well that was fast <laughs> 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 the backstreet boys oh oh aaron from 2001 not oh aaron uh he has a single in 2017 called love come get it the very best of aaron carter how many best of you got bro most requested <laughs> hits come get it very best of aaron carter came out in 2000 and then uh and then the 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 most requested came out in 2003 damn yeah he he, he he's like some uh some podcast out there where every time they restart is is what is we back that's one every time you pop it we back we back y'all we back again we back yeah that's basically he back hope, hope you missed us because we back and he got a single in 2017 called love the spell really funny oh is this an ep no it says a single but it's got five different songs on it it sounds like an ep to me dog um so yeah he um you know and like i, I said i'm sure albums right ep yeah ep okay. yeah i only got five tracks on it um but yeah he had a, um like a song about how that's how i beat shack where you got shack in the video shack to say that how about some one-on-one hey black man can you come do this i've just worked i'm just a janitor sir would you like to get paid 20 bucks sure just say these lines that say shack i don't sound like shack it doesn't matter close enough how about some one-on-one okay all right there's 20 bucks for you meanwhile shack is an actual rapper he would have probably rapped on this because he 
never turned down checking his life mm-hmm. but somehow yeah uh, Shaq, ac didn't Shaq out here doing icy hot he'd have been more than happy to do this for you baby. he would have been doing his shimmy are you for real one-on-one shaquille o'neal yeah 34 center from the la lakers you must have been nervous i know i could take him stare to Shaq, psych him out said o'neal you're in my house now start the game the whistle blows pay attention close as the story goes it's like boom boom i put it in the hoop like slam All right, all right. Nobody told him no, and hey, hey, and I, I'm not knocking uh, Icy Hot because I'm old. I, you know, I, I believe in Icy Hot, but yeah, I mean, we make he doing the general commercial, the commercial where you cover everything on your car for one ninety nine per month. Your shit gonna cover a, a, a windshield blade. Yeah, he does that too. Confidence of a mediocre white man thinking you could be Shaq. Come on. Uh, at any rate, um, he was beat up the other day, so I guess. <laughs> i guess he didn't i guess it must not have been shaq because uh he took that ass with him uh apparently he was attacked on stage by a member of his opening act because he allegedly made a racist comment the member of the opening <laughs> they on tour with you and you said something they were like you know what i will fuck up my money because i'm gonna fuck you up opening and closing act i guess come on um yeah an eyewitness told tmz carter said uh bye felipe when a fellow musician was um being removed by security uh it was supposed to be a play on the popular phrase by felicia but he said this to a man of hispanic descent who took it a bit personally right uh apparently he was not of the george lopez variety Mm -mm. where it was supposed Mm -mm. to be cool nah you know i don't know who felicia is but i know who felipe is and you gonna get his ass whooping he re-entered the venue and attacked Carter on stage, breaking a computer and speaking the process. TMZ reports the younger brother of the Backstreet Boy, Nick Carter, was left bloody and transported to a hospital. He was taken to Twitter to explain the incident. I didn't get beat up. I got a hit and push when I wasn't looking and they ran out the club and I stood on the speakers waiting for them? Question mark. Maybe he should have not been a fake security guard causing liability to the venue and antagonizing me and my fans mid-show. The dude sized me up after I said he had to go, and he and I said bye, Felipe, like bye, Felicia, the male version. Friday, he needed to go. Uh, here's the thing, dog. You have zero credibility. You said you beat Shaq, so I already know I can't. This bad beat. I can't trust your lying ass for nothing. You 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 started on the lie. You started your whole career. Believe I believe people when they show me who they are. And you showed me who you was when you said, that's how I beat Shaq. And I said, that's not even Shaq's voice on your motherfucking song, ah! you lying little white boy. Shaq would have been more than happy to rap, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gonna make a song about this. I didn't get beat up. <laughs> I was on the speakers. He came in the room like, boom! Punched me in my face like, slam! <laughs> I was holding my eye like, damn! My neck and my back! <laughs> I backed up like, whoa! That's how that went. He said, what you gonna say? And that's how I beat up Felipe. <laughs> Carter, who checked out the hospital on Saturday, continued to, wait, when did he go in? It better be Saturday hold up ah! this nigga stayed overnight in the hospital from that ass whooping he better not be on twitter acting like it's all good Come on. uh it didn't say what day the venue the friday nigga 
nigga you had to stay overnight but you ain't get beat up bro Come on. nick you first of all you had to go to the hospital two you stayed to the next day bro but you out here tweeting in these streets with the twitter fingers like ah oh, it wasn't even nothing dog i just hopped on the speakers like what you gonna do playboy i was good i was good anyway uh <laughs> time to take some more morphine uh, <laughs> oh man so yeah singer said he was punched twice in the head during the altercation um then he took some pictures on uh instagram or something oh so i don't know what where are these pictures from uh he took pictures with his dog chilling with chilling c-h-i-l-l-e-n chilling with my boys before i finally go to bed hospitals suck and so do bullies my face is still pretty though and untouched upside down smile face and um his boys is a literal dog it's a puppy have a good day guys gotta get off this thing and go to sleep haven't been able to a lot's been happening i can only explain myself so much after replying to many threats and tweets regarding the incident on social media site carter got fed up and said i can only explain myself so much oh boy Mm-mm-mm. uh <laughs> um let's see what else white people are talking about um this made me crazy furious chrissy metz uh who you guys may know as kate on this is us defends lady gaga after she was body shamed following the super bowl halftime show chrissy metz has spoken out in defense of lady gaga after she was body shamed by cruel trolls following her super bowl the pop star 30 performed during the halftime show earlier this month where she donned an outfit that bared her figure which resulted in some nasty comments about her belly online the this is us star chrissy 36 revealed she was outraged by the criticism in an interview over the weekend on serious fn serious xm's just jenny uh they that made me bonkers banana crazies uh this is the this is us said about the situation how is someone fat if they're not fat uh and i want to see somebody else get on that damn stage and do what the hell she did chrissy continued i think what happened and what the core of the issue is that we project all our stuff and all our crap on the other people and we're really genuinely happy with ourselves and love ourselves you can't talk shit about other people you can't be hateful because you love yourself and we're extensions of each other we're all connected chrissy also dished on how women who are considered plus size in the entertainment industry can be just as successful as someone who doesn't identify in this category all the women who are sort of unconventional or plus size if you will or curvy all of that they are pioneering this way uh, that art is finally catching up to life and women and people alike are seeing themselves on tv and in movies at the gaga performed the halftime show she took the instagram to point out that she is happy in the way that she looks regardless of what the haters say uh i'm proud of my body and you should be proud of yours too she wrote no matter who you are or what you do i could give you a million reasons why you don't need to cater to anyone or anything to be to succeed but be you and be relentlessly you that's the stuff of champions so there you guys go um and yeah that's interesting too because chrissy is a bigger lady and that's like a big part of her storyline on this is us Mm -hmm um and normally you see that shit the other way where it's like somebody says something bad about her and then you know there's like lady gaga's defending people against body shaming uh it's interesting to see it the other way because i mean it's still all the same principle which is you know why would you buy why would you 
um come for somebody over that and, and it's so ridiculous too people are just ridiculous yes they are <laughs> like, like, like i didn't know this was an issue right like who's yeah, watching the man. fucking halftime show like god damn this bitch is fat like it's lady gaga man she's oh so weird wow well then what is fat then god damn yeah apparently uh thank god everyone is okay ryan secret shares photo of a wreckage at the 50 million dollar mansion catches fire oh shit mm-hmm. i know he went home at the time he was too busy working an electrical fire caused a scare by for ryan Seacrest sunday night when part of his 50 million dollar mansion caught fire well it's probably only just like a couple hundred rooms uh, the former American Idol host 42 shared a photo of the burn wreckage on Twitter. Thank God everyone's okay, he tweeted with a photo of the sin structure. Um, it was an electrical fire just off the side of the driveway, which then spread to the nearby dumpster. Uh, Ryan bought the Beverly Hills estate from Ellen DeGeneres in 2012 for almost 50 million. The enormous mansion is uh, 9,200 square feet and sits on almost three acres of land. The fire apparently didn't uh, actually damage much of the house and was contained quickly enough to ensure no major or lasting damage. Uh, the host extraordinaire has been rumored to be taking over America's Got Talent's host again after Nick Cannon abruptly quit. You knew it. He waiting in the wings. Mm-hmm. Ain't that, don't he executive produce that show he, i don't know i just know he was right thing. there you know he was right there like oh it's some more work y'all got some work come on that, that's why i said yeah his shit got uh burnt down i I know when they uh he see shit he look at the family like secrets out and be like well, that, well that, that's your call that's like you know how the batman signal go up mm-hmm. oh it's a job opening i'm there oh i can create some shit because on the low his his name be executive produced on a lot of shit that people don't pay attention to yeah making money the seacrest signal is real come on i was at um burger king the other day and this dude fucked up my order and they fired him and ryan seacrest came in was like y'all hiring and i was like god damn come on you so good um yeah when he was told uh, that he's the uh uh the white uh chadwick bro bozeman not quite no not quite no, no. chadwick take does biopics strictly this oh he don't do biopics. try to take off my he's just trying to do the job yeah yeah try to now if they do a biopic about nick cannon then did <laughs> chadwick boseman will get the part that now that's true that's true yes 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 <laughs> then he'll get the part <laughs> then, he'll, he'll, then it applies yeah, he'll, he'll get if the it part. ain't no biopic Chad, chadwick ain't taking over fries okay chadwick do <laughs> Not, not unless it's part of the biopic right unless it's fries the biopic and <laughs> you won't see him up in there this is it's a little different now this is calvin the biopic ryan seacrest just the hardest working white man in yep. the world he's Angel. like he's like a fucking jamaican white man he must got some jamaican in him something because every he time got he all the around, jobs he'd be like i'm on nbc he don't give a fuck about a check yeah i'm on nbc cbs tnt tb tbs <laughs> we got new channel and i'm there too you be like god damn mm-hmm. uh when told he wasn't rumored to be taking over that gig he said i haven't heard anything about that he nick cannon is great on that show by the way it's a fantastic show that show could be around forever mm-hmm. he want that forever money yeah well he couldn't have known nick was gonna go full hotel no he couldn't have. and i figure i think i know why nick cannon decided to go full hotel and be reverend dr nick cannon i mean we were just joking about that but you know i think i know why what happened mariah carey confirms a relationship with backup dancer brian tanaka 
see at the key uh, to all these hotel niggas is anger at women for real they always go for a hotel because who hurt you some woman somewhere normally a woman of color and then next thing you know you call me the honorable doctor professor king tut osiris x and that's how it happens and that makes sense because that nigga showed up in his mr popo couture last night at the nba all-star game looking like he was about to make somebody get a switch because they slammed his screen door shut too fast yeah, looking, looking, looking like he just wrapped his head up and got mad because the kids woke him up and mm-hmm. about to go to take a nap looking like dinner's in the oven and <laughs> you need to warm it up yourself twitter twitter had wrong somebody, somebody said he looked like he got a, a a coffee can full of hot fish grease right on the stove like he like he's supposed to have everybody in his house got to be home by street lights and they know they ass was out there too late that's why because because mariah done moved on she got a new babe, backup dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yep. She said, I'm just going to be like, I really don't talk about my personal life because that's what I used to do. And it's really worked for a minute. Back a while ago, she said, smile. I just don't feel comfortable talking about my personal life. Me and my boyfriend don't want to do that. Mm. Oh, you sassy son of a gun. I swear, Mariah Carey, you still, she's still 17 inside. I, yeah, I, I, I think she is, yeah. And you know what? She she ain't got to worry about her boo playing some uh Beyonce, honey. Everything gonna be about her. Mm-hmm. You the goddamn backup singer. It better be about her. And she's already over the Dick Clark New Year's Rockin' Eve stuff. I didn't obsess over the New Year's Eve thing. I mean, I was upset about the fact that people didn't understand, but it's like, I can only explain it like this to you. She added, it's like, I'm the only one that has to make five million comebacks. For me, there are different rules. I don't know why. I don't know why it's not okay that I was just like victimized and vilified by the situation. Speak your truth, Mariah. Let, let it be known. Dick Clark conspiracy to cover up you as a diva is and the way they sold you out is beyond sad and sick and i know nick cannon is the one that was behind it ah. trying to te- sabotage a, a, a woman of color trying to bring you down i know and i know he burned ryan seacrest uh garage i know it was him i know it was him ah. reverend dr nick cannon nigga please got your first Mm-hmm. i think you meant conspiracy but yes uh all right no, controversy because you know some people gonna act like that's a problem it's controversy okay all right all right i thought you might have meant it's a goddamn conspiracy well that too it's a goddamn conspiracy uh <laughs> <laughs> shout out to uh the hater ozzy uh radio show uh that's where we, i remember hearing them clips man <laughs> it's a goddamn conspiracy yes. uh all right let's uh get into some sore ratchetness guys all right the last thing uh no guest to race today i gotta we gotta get do something at nine um so as soon as the clip wants to come up we will play it ah and there it is Um, Madison Heights man accused of attempted murder in a sword incident. A Madison Heights man faces an attempted murder charge after an incident in which authorities say he swung a sword at someone's head and neck at a home in Bedford. Oh shit! Abel Lee Cho 
was granted a $5,000 secure bond in Bedford County General District Court on Wednesday. Judge Stephanie Maddox also placed Cho on pretrial supervision in order he have no contact with the alleged victim. The incident took place on the night of February 9th. Lieutenant Shannon Walker of the Bedford Police Department said in an email this week, a Bedford police officer responded to the magistrate's office to serve a protective order that had been issued by the magistrate. Upon the officer's arrival, the petition had, petitioner had left and the officer went to the petitioner's address um, and found it ransacked. According to the email, the petitioner told the officer Cho uh, caused the mess and he had threatened her with a katana swinging it at her head and neck area walker said wow. he was arrested february 10th according to court records few other details were available it's not clear what the relationship was between joe and the alleged victim walker later said they are not married all right guys we'll be back tomorrow and then wednesday uh we're gonna be recapping the walking dead with our girl miss smart i know everybody loves some smart in their life Yay! so we will be seeing y'all uh wednesday uh for that but we'll also be back tomorrow until then i love you i love you too Mwah. <laughs>